KISS 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey, I'm Sean Mendez. This is Selena Gomez. Drizzy Drake. Taylor Swift. Post Malone. Camila Cabello. This is Ed Sheeran. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Right here. Turn up. My boys, Roz and Mocha. It's the Roz and Mocha Show. I can see uh, Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. I Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Are we going to play a game today? We are going to play a game today. Today we're going to play... It's the return of Snapped. Oh, God, I hate this game so much. <laughs> so Can Snapped. we play something else? No, we're going to play Snap today. Uh, some call it torture trivia. So, damn it, Maury and Mocha will go head-to-head in this challenge. It is trivia-based, and around their necks, they have giant, thick, elastic bands. I will ask the questions. You get a question wrong. The game is you got to hook your thumb underneath the giant elastic, extend your arm all the way out, and let it go. Meaning, it get hurts, a question bro. wrong, you get snapped. I will say. Mm-hmm. I don't hate a lot of things in this life, <laughs> yeah. in this world. Yeah, I hate the game Snapped <laughs> okay. so much. Well, good, because we're going to play. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Is there any chance we can play anything other than Snapped oh, right no. now? Oh, no. No, 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 no. <sighs> snapped is the game. It's I happening. I game so much. It's happening. New game alert. New game alert. Okay. This is Snapped. So, how this works is uh, Damn it, Maury and Mocha will go head to head I will be asking the questions If you get a question wrong, you get snapped So, around your necks, gentlemen Mocha is going to put his giant elastic around his neck Maury has one as well If you get a question wrong You hook your thumb underneath the elastic, stretch it out a full arm's length, and you let it go. You get a question question wrong, you get snapped. You know the last time we played this game, I had a welt on this side, on the right side of my neck for like two days. Really? Yeah, and it was one of those that it raised. It looked like like somebody sliced me with a knife, and then like it scabbed and it healed, and then I got the scar. My husband didn't believe that I got a hickey from work. Because it was all red. What? But, but would you believe if you told you that you got a hickey from no. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Everybody has their elastics? Yeah. Okay, so Mocha, there's your elastic. Damn it, Maury, your elastic is on. Uh, for the people playing at home, uh, Mocha, if you could please hit your buzzer so they know. Maury, if you could please hit your buzzer. Okay, so Mocha's is the lower tone buzzer. The questions for today are in two categories. Category one, riding solo. I'll name these solo artists. You tell me what group or band they started in. Ooh, okay. Category number two, Madonna movies. Okay, that one, that one. Just kidding. The category is oh. the Batman. These are all questions <laughs> about the men who have played <laughs> Batman. Not <laughs> fair. <laughs> That's a good control job. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Maury, I will let you choose the category today. Okay, I'm going to go riding solo. Riding solo. Again, I will name the uh, artist. You tell me which band or group they started in. Okay. Here we go, gentlemen. Ice Cube. Uh, Mocha. NWA. Correct. Oh, no. Damn it, Maury. (laughs) Hook your thumb underneath that. Oh, no. All the way out. Full extension. And anytime you're ready. Uh, uh. 
No, no, was it? No, come no, on. No, you tried to fake. No. You faked it. Come no. on, Maury. Uh, Maury, do you have another elastic? Yeah, I have a whole box. Of Go them. get another one. Why? You've stretched that out so far that it no longer what does its purpose. This one? Mocha's used his once. Look at how tight <laughs> Mocha's is around his neck. It's like a joker. Mo- yeah, Mocha. So I have to go yeah, get another exactly. One? Yes, Mocha <laughs> is so bad. super. Yeah, you're so bad at this game, bro. Yeah, I know. You know what Maury does? He sits in that other room, right? He sits in that other room and he hooks the elastic around his foot and he does arm curls with it, right? Like it's some sort of gym workout. <laughs> That's not allowed. <laughs> yeah, yours looks tight, man. Yeah, that's because like, I don't lose. Yeah. Like he's, he's, well, I bet you he's walking slowly down the hall trying to stretch <laughs> that thing out right now. Okay, back in you go. Look, I have the whole thing. Yeah, brand new elastic. There we oh, are. There, there go. we go. Nice and tight. Okay. Turn your head. Okay, okay. okay. Here we go. Uh, oh, no. All the way out. Full arm oh, length, Maury. No. Full arm length. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Let go. Ah! <laughs> Don't swear! Don't swear! Don't swear! Okay, next question. This is not starting out well at all. Controversy. Uh, okay, in continuing on with the category of riding solo, I'll name these solo artists. You tell me what band or group they started in. Sting. Maury. The police. Yes. <sighs> okay, Mocha, anytime you're ready, hook that thumb or pinch it over, do whatever you need to do. Oh my god, I hate this game so much. Okay. All the way out. <sighs> All the way. Full, okay, here we full go. Arm Ready? Yep, One, full arm length. Yeah, full arm length. I think that was pretty cheap. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say right now that was not a full extension. Oh come on! That was not even oh, close to a full on. extension. Can I get a pass? Not Please, even close. I this okay. Game. Moving on. Oh. Continuing the category of riding solo. Gwen Stefani. Maury. No doubt. Yes. Come on, guys! Okay, so oh, Mocha, I hate this game. Mocha, full arm length. Okay. Full arm length. Oh, there. yeah, there we go. Like that? Yep. Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. I don't want to. Let it go. Ah! There you go. <laughs> there we go. That's the sound that we'd like to hear. There's that. All I saw, I can't see much. All I saw was Mocha's feet where I usually see Mocha's head. So that means he hit the deck pretty hard. <laughs> Okay, moving on to the category of the Batman. These are all questions about the men who have played Batman. Question number one, Val Kilmer's nickname in Top Gun. Mocha. Iceman. Correct. Oh. Iceman. No, sorry, Maury, you're a little bit too late. I'm going to try the other side. Okay, all the way. Oh! <laughs> oh, it hurts. I know it stings oh, so bad. Okay, next question in the category of the Batman. Okay. Uh, Christian Bale also played this vice president and war criminal. Maury. Dick Cheney. Correct. Mocha. <sighs> Unfortunately. <laughs> All the way out, Mocha. All the way. Oh! <laughs> Anything yet? Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, Continue. Right? It looks like there's a bee in the room that's just been, <laughs> like singing you all morning. Okay, uh, continuing on the category of the Batman. These are all questions about the men who have played Batman. Final question: Michael Keaton starred in this '80s classic about a stay-at-home dad. 
Uh, Mocha. Mr. Mom. Correctamundo. <laughs> Beetlejuice. No, Maury, the answer was Mr. Mom. Oh. Okay, Maury, out it goes. Oh. Maury's going to hook his, oh, his fingers underneath the elastic. He's going. Is he going to the same side or a different side now? Go back to the first side. Going back oh. to the first side. All the way out. I feel for you, bro, honestly. All the way out. Because this too. game sucks. Three, two, oh, all the way out. Three, two, one, go. Nope. Ah. Nope. All the way out. Let it go. It's the one game that I hate so much, and it's called Snapped. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, Maury, get on in here. Uh-oh. You in trouble. On. No, no, we're going to do something. I'm going to help. I'm going to help everybody no, out today. I think I'm in trouble because he did, He said it meanly. I'm going to help everybody <laughs> out today. Uh, what's the temperature supposed to be today, Mocha? Uh, we're supposed to get up to like 34. Okay. I'm going to help everybody out today. Cool down on a hot day. Oh, love it. Okay. You know me and recipes. Yeah. I love recipes. I love new drinks. I love all this stuff. Okay. So today we're going to dip back to a recipe for a summer drink from the 1970s. Okay. And today we're all going to cool down with a nice, delicious glass of beef fizz. Sorry, it sounded like you said beef fizz. I did say beef fizz. Okay, question. Yes. What exactly is beef fizz? Okay, I'm going to give you the recipe for beef fizz. Then we're going to play a song. We're going to come back and then we will enjoy beef fizz. So beef fizz was from a Campbell's cookbook called Easy Ways to Delicious Meals from the 70s. (laughs) And beef fizz consists of this. Beef broth. Yeah. Ginger ale. Ew, yeah. Lemon juice, yeah, served over ice. Ew, <laughs> that sounds so oh. disgusting. Ew. Okay. Oh. So today's the day we're gonna dip back. Okay. Can I, question. Yeah. Can I just cool off with a white claw? No. <laughs> this was white claw back in the day, man. No, thank you. <laughs> this was white claw. Okay. Oh. So so hang on. We're gonna come back and uh, we're all gonna enjoy some beef fizz. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Yo, you brought like an insulated bag and everything. Yeah, because I had to bring ice. Oh my God. Right? The ice had to survive this whole time. Okay, so here, I'm going to, I have three glasses. I know I never do these things, but I'm actually going to have a little bit of beef fizz today. Have you tried this? I have not tried this. But you were alive back then. So were you. (laughs) (laughs) So again, okay, this is uh, beef fizz from a Campbell's cookbook called Easy Ways to Delicious Meals from the 1970s. And this was back when companies used to try and say that their products were good for anything. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and beef fizz is uh, it's it's beef broth, which we have here, Campbell's beef broth. Yeah. It's ginger ale. Okay. Yeah. It's lemon. And I don't know where Maury found this lemon, but it's apparently they need a lemon the size of a watermelon. This is the biggest <laughs> lemon. It's all deformed and bumpy. Like, I don't know where he has a spine. Look at this. The actual, the lemon, the lemon is so big, it's, it's starting to become something. Like, it says a bone structure now. Gross. Anyway, so we're going to enjoy some beef fizz. Does it sound delicious? No, not it doesn't at all. doesn't sound delicious. Just the fizz part does. Okay, so this is a, a way to cool down in the summer. And Campbell's recommended in the 70s uh, trying something called beef fizz. So what I'm going to do What now, about a beer? I'd like a I nice know. cold yeah, beer. beer, beer smear. Okay, so what I'm going to do is- <laughs> Why I'm is gonna, this drink still not around today? Well, I think we're about to find out more. <laughs> uh, so okay. right now what I'm doing is I'm putting, gla- uh, putting ice in the glasses yeah. here. Does uh, the recipe uh, give you like- um, 
measuring measuring like a cow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where are you getting this beef from, bro? Uh, uh, no, it doesn't. There's no measurements. <laughs> okay, there's no measurements. Yeah, I did not oh, get no. this beef from an actual cow. Um, there we go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so here we go. So now, so step one, so we have the ice in the glasses, as you can see. Okay, so I'm going to add a little bit of beef. I'm going to do like maybe half and half here. So I'll do do half beef broth. You know what it looks like, actually? It looks like iced tea. It does look like iced tea. You're right. Okay, and third glass. There we go. Oh, it smells so bad. It smells like stew in here right now. <laughs> it really does. It really does smell like stew. Okay, just give me one second, gentlemen, while I um, chop this giant lemon, which I'm afraid is going to get up and run around the room. <laughs> it is just inappropriately large. Cut the spine off. Okay, I don't know where more you buy your stuff, Lord, but this is the most unholy looking lemon I have ever seen in so gross. my life. So do you spritz the lemon into the What's drink? What's that? Do you spritz the lemon into the drink? Yeah, so now I'm going to add the the ginger ale. So cup number one gets a little bit of ginger ale here. Oh, look at this, gentlemen. <laughs> this looks delicious. Okay. It is fizzing. It's beef fizz. That's what we're doing today. Okay. Oh, <laughs> What? 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 It just—it just wafted up into my face. Oh no! Now I will present these to you, gentlemen. Maury. Yes. Here is yours, um, Mocha. I will bring yeah. yours around to you. I will not touch the top of your glass. And my hands are clean, by the way. Thank you. Okay, so I think that we um, squeeze a little lemon into it. Yeah. Okay. It looks just like a glass of ginger ale. It looks like a Long Island iced tea is what it looks like. Okay, so I'm going to squeeze a little bit of lemon into my beef fizz. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Okay, now we're going to try these individually, okay? Okay. Okay, so uh, Mocha, do you want to try yours first? Oh, I guess. Okay, Mocha, you are up. Uh, And again, this is beef fizz. It's uh, a beef broth, ginger ale, lemon juice served over ice from Campbell's (laughs) Easy Ways to Delicious Meals from the 1970s. Uh, Mocha, go ahead. Oh, okay, just smelled it. Just the smell. You yeah, know what? Yeah. It really does smell equal parts beef, equal parts <laughs> ginger ale, and a little hint of lemon. Okay, so Mocha, go for it. This is beef fizz. Okay. Oh, how is it? Do you need a bag? How is it? How Not bad. It? Oh my God, no, are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty good. Are you going to have another sip? If you have another sip, I know it's not bad. <gasps> oh my God, he did. Oh my God, Mocha's downing the whole thing. You've got to be kidding me. Mocha just finished it. Yeah, that's not bad. Really? How has this not made it to the market yet? <laughs> okay, Maury, you're up. Really? Maury, beef is time. Oh, what do you mean not bad? <laughs> it's not bad. Oh, it is gross. It's thick. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to lie. My stomach's making some weird noises right now. <laughs> okay. Oh, why does it taste like fish? Well, because no, it doesn't, Maury. It tastes like beef. It's called beef fizz. <laughs> okay? It's not called beef fish. Fish fizz is for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> 
Okay, oh, there I, is no way this was possible. Okay, okay, should try I try this? Should I try it? Yeah. Of course. Okay, oh, okay. man. Hold on. Let me squeeze some lemon in here. Okay, there we go. Okay, hold on. Here we go. Ready? Beef is time. Down the hatch. Shem, don't make that noise. Shem just made the throw-up sound. And now I can't drink this. Now it's running down my chin, and I can't drink it. But a little bit of it touched my lips, and I don't like it. Okay. Okay, in three, two, one. Oh! <laughs> it's good, right? I don't like it. No? No! I don't know. You guys, something's no, wrong with y'all. nasty. Oh! No, it tastes like, um... Like steak water. No, it tastes like uh, like cold bone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Y'all are nuts. Oh, no. You really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was not That's too bad. That's wild. Whoa, I wiped yeah. up my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get everything off me. Oh. Anyway, that's beef fizz. We'll post the recipe online if you're interested. <laughs> hey, if you're not doing anything with the rest of that ginger and, and beef broth, I'll take it home. Okay, go for it. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Um, there's a YouTube channel called There I Ruined It. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> is it your new YouTube channel? No, oh. shut up. I wish. <laughs> no, but here's the problem, is okay. that it's a great idea. But. It's called There. I Ruined It. It's a great idea, but only uh, the channel, as of right now, only has one video on it. Uh, okay. And the video is somebody doing a terrible polka version of Shallow from A Star Is Born. Tell me something, girl. Are you happy in this modern world? Or do you need more? Is this something else you're searching for? is coming on. <laughs> and you know there's not going to be any like public celebration where people are gathering. So this might be the actual okay. uh, the actual track that they're going to have to play. So the uh, the video has 122,000 views. The channel has a whopping 495 subscribers. Oh. It's his, called There I there. Ruined It. I need more from this person, whoever this is. Maybe you can send in like a request. <laughs> if you were to have this person ruin something else. Oh, like a song? Uh-huh. Oh, interesting. What would I love? What do I dislike so much that I would like it to be ruined? Like everything. Oof. Oh, this is tough. Do you have a song that you dislike so much that you would actually get great joy in it being ruined? Like this way? I'm trying to think of what song I, I dislike. No, there aren't the any songs most. that I like that I dislike. No. I'm pretty much into everything. Yeah. But I feel Come like on now there's gotta be something. There's gotta be something. Oh, okay. Anything by Mariah Carey. Oh, 
What's that one Madonna song? You know that one that I hate? All what of is them? it? Yes, that yeah, one. Stop it. <laughs> Madonna's got some bangers, man. You're on, you're high right now. You're boys, high. Boys in the other room. He's like you're the biggest high. Madonna fan. And he's just shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, there has to be. There has to be something. There has to be something that I know that we've we've played a song even within the last year and a half that I'm like I still roll my eyes at. Everybody has that. You can't like everything. It's not natural. So not Mariah Carey. <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How you doing, Roz? Good. First, want to shout out to everyone listening to, to the Roz and Mocha Show across the country. Of course, Kiss 92.5 in Toronto. We're on on Kiss 1027 in Kingston. Kiss 105.3 in Ottawa. Kiss Radio in Vancouver. Uh, Kiss 91.7 in Edmonton. And of course, Kiss 1077 in Lethbridge. So we know that the Jays kick off their season this weekend in Tampa Bay. Yep. But I want to talk to you about a young lady named Jordan. I believe it's uh, Cicelli or Cicelli. She's a sports journalist. She went to Brock University and Centennial College mm-hmm. and has a sports podcast. This according to her Twitter bio. Oh, okay, cool. But she tweeted a pun last night <laughs> that took off and had people replying with puns of their own. Okay. The pun is about Bo Bichette, the 22-year-old shortstop for the Toronto Blue Jays. Okay. Her tweet, Jordan's tweet, reads this. Bo Bichette joins a frat. Bro Bichette. <laughs> so then the replies from other people is what I have here to read to you. Okay. Bo Bichette on instant replay. Slow-mo Bichette. <laughs> Bo Bichette is a bounty hunter throughout the galaxy. Boba Chet. <laughs> Bo Bichette enjoying Vietnamese food. Faux Bichette. I'm trying to like get it before you say it. <laughs> okay. Bo Bichette becomes a baker. Do Bichette. There, there you go. go. Bo Bichette on a boat. Boat Bichette? No. Oh. Ro Bichette. Ro Bichette. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Bo Bichette the imposter. Faux Bichette. There you go. <laughs> Bo Bichette as a military toy. As a military toy, G.I. Joe Bichette? That's it. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay. Um, Bo Bichette as mini-me. I don't know. Low Bichette. Oh, shut up. <laughs> okay. Bo Bichette stars in White Christmas. Easy. Bo Bichette stars in White Christmas. What's White Christmas? Snow Bichette. Oh, shut up. <laughs> okay, you'll get this one. Okay. Bo's lawn is getting a little high. Mo Bichette. There you go. <laughs> Bo Bichette found a female deer. Do Bichette. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last one. Bo Bichette doesn't want to change. I don't know. Status quo Bichette. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So, do you see this uh, test that Trump was bragging that he aced? So, Donald Trump and Joe Biden are in this war, but it's not for the White House. They're in a war of trying to prove that the other is senile. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? I like where this is going. Because <laughs> the results are going to be hilarious, right? Yeah, yeah. So, in interviews now... Trump is talking a lot about how together he is upstairs. Yeah. And doing a lot of bragging. And hey, Maury, come on in here for a sec. And he went to a doctor and asked the doctor if there's any sort of sort of cognitive test that you can take. 
Hey, Maury, repeat after me. Yeah. Porsche. Porsche. Liver. Liver. Lake. Lake. Carl. Carl. Apple. Apple. Cool. So here's the clip of Trump in the interview last night talking about this test that he aced. I asked the doctor, I said, is there some kind of a cognitive test that I could take? Because I want to shut these people up. If you're in the office of the presidency, we have to be sure. So they were saying all these different things. It was going all over. Whichever stuck, none of it stuck, fortunately. But one of the reasons it didn't is that I took a test, an acuity test. And, and it was 30 or 35 questions. The first questions are very easy. The last questions are much more difficult, uh, like a memory question. It's uh, like you'll go person, woman, man, camera, TV. So they say, could you repeat that? So I said, yeah. So it's person, woman, man, camera, TV. Okay, that's very good. If you get it in order, you get extra point. They said, nobody gets it in order. It's actually not that easy, but for me, it was easy. Okay. <laughs> So, so what he's talking about wow. is something called the Montreal Cognitive Assessment. So smart. And the doctor who created it said that Trump bragging that he aced the test is like bragging about reciting the alphabet without missing a letter. He goes on to say the reason most people take it is that they start noticing mental decline. They forget where they park their car. They can't remember what groceries to buy. They keep forgetting to take their medication. He goes on to say, it's not meant to measure IQ or intellectual <laughs> skill in any way. If someone performs well, it means they can be ruled out for cognitive impairment that comes with diseases like Alzheimer's, stroke, MS, and that is it. Maury, what were the five words? Apple... Carl, oh my God, Ace, and I want to say Pear. <laughs> no, oh. it was <laughs> Porsche, Liver, Lake, Carl, Apple. Okay. <laughs> Where are my keys? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. A couple in New Zealand just won their fight to name their new son <laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> Why, they weren't allowed? <laughs> no. Oh. What's so, Lucifer? Well, it was the original name of the devil. Oh, right? yeah, I guess. Yeah, and sure. then it just became Satan. But Lucifer was like the name of the, the devil. So people have a real hard time with that. Um, Out in New Zealand? Or yeah. just like all around the world? In, I, don't well, know, I don't really have a problem with the name Lucifer. No, but it was like the actual name of the devil in like early Bibles. Oh, right. Yeah. Like his actual name was Lucifer. Oh, yeah, I should and know then, that. Yeah, and then it became... I read parts and, of it. And then, and then it became Satan years and eons later. Uh, but uh, Dan and Mandy Sheldon are the couple and they were horrified when the official at the registrar's office told them that their four-month-old son, quote, wouldn't succeed in life with that name. Oh, wow. Your <laughs> Dan, face. Dan said, <laughs> Dan said, we're really excited to go and get him registered, but the woman looked at us in utter disgust. She told us he would never be able to get a job and that teachers wouldn't want to teach him. <laughs> Oh, my God. He says, I tried to explain that we're not religious people, and Lucifer in Greek means light bringer and mourning, but she wouldn't listen. She even told us that it was illegal to name a child that in New Zealand, and that maybe we could name him something else, but just call him Lucifer at home. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a closet Lucifer? <laughs> Anyway, oh, so man. it was so they they took it to whoever whatever board and I don't even know, but they the got board to of name, New Zealand. Yeah, the board, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they <laughs> and they got to name their son 
<laughs> Lucifer. <laughs> but man, judgy though, huh? Yeah, big time. Yeah, not even like, no, sorry, it's on the list. Yeah. You know, you can't name it. It's on the list. Not my fault, but it's just on the list. Also, coming from a complete stranger. Yeah. Like, right to your face like that. Yeah, like, I understand. I understand protocol, and I understand just doing your job, right? But, you know... There's saying, hey, listen, it's on the list of band names. You can't name your kid that name. And there's, there's also strong opinion. And then there's, you know, teachers aren't going to want to teach that little devil. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. The Kissing Booth 2 drops on Netflix tomorrow. Now, the first one from two years ago, based on a book of the same name, blew up and had fans wanting more. Joey King stars as L in the movie. Joey King, welcome to the Roz and Mocha Show. How are you? What's up? I'm great. How are you? You, y'all, we are amazing. Uh, Kissing Booth 1, awesome. Kissing Booth 2, everyone's going to see how awesome this is. How excited are you right <laughs> now for the world to finally get caught up on all things Kissing Booth? I am so pumped. It's going to be awesome. I think especially right now, everyone's like understandably pretty down and I feel like the Kissing Booth is just like a fun, happy movie. I cannot wait for everyone to see it. Kissing Booth 1 was probably my favorite Netflix original movie and I'm so not in the demo. Shut um, up. Okay. <laughs> yes, for real, for real, okay? And and so the story was because I love you and I love everybody else in that movie and then we found out that uh, that you and Jacob had been dating and then you weren't dating and my fear was that all of that sort of personal off-camera stuff meant we were never going to get a kissing booth too. So what had to happen with that sort of dynamic to make sure to make this happen? Um, I think that, um, I think that was a lot of people's fears, honestly, and I totally get it. But I think that my love for my character and these movies, like I'm a huge fan of the kissing booth, like first and foremost, I'm in it, but I'm a huge fan of it. And so playing L Evans again was so important to me Good. and just being able to be back on that set. I was like, I'll do anything. I don't care. And I believe strongly that L always needs her Noah. So we were willing to make it work, of course. And I'm so happy we did. Cause I'm, I really think the finished product is just, I'm so proud of it. And it's so cute. Um, you turned 21 when, um, on the 30th. So oh, no, next-, next week. Yeah. So I'm sure you had big dreams when you were younger of what you were going to do on your 21st birthday and how much of that has changed given the current situation in the world. So much. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> You're not doing anything at all? Not even like modified plans? I Yeah, I guess. I mean, I might, I might go to the beach with my sisters. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I definitely have this one plan. I have a plan that I'm going to go get my favorite uh, donut down the street. That's like my big plan for the day. And then, you know, maybe I'll flash my ID at Target or something. Grab oh, yeah. I don't really know. <laughs> get you a 40 ounce. <laughs> going to be a black. Maybe, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll get a four logo. Like, I don't know. The day could get crazy. Oh, my God. So, Joey King, you are so much like your character. Like, just talking to you right now for these few minutes. Like, your character, L. <laughs> it seems like your personalities kind of mesh. Would you say that you are kind of similar to or close to the character that you play in in this movie? Yeah, for sure. I think the, one of the fun things about playing Elle is like, she's just kind of a girl that you want to hang out with. And like, for me, that meant bringing just like a lot of just like the silly, dumb stuff I do every day and just like the goofy stuff into her. And um, I would say I'm very much like Elle in so many ways. Joey King is on the Raw's and Moga show uh, from the Kissing Booth 2, which drops on Netflix tomorrow. So you, I'm just reading this headline here and I want to know your take on this when you see these words printed where you see the stories that say that you are the youngest person to ever sign this kind of development deal with Hulu. I feel so 
lucky and just it's kind of unbelievable because I, I got to work with a company on a show that I mean just changed my life made me so proud to be part of it and then now I get to potentially make more stuff with them and just be part of their family it's a dream come true I mean working with Hulu was a wonderful experience absolutely wonderful and I, I love that I like work with Hulu and with Netflix it's just like a really funny thing you are you are such a 21 year old it's the it's the craziest thing in the world you're employed by Hulu and Netflix <laughs> you know what I mean it's like it's I like know, you are the I most 21 year old like, ever I know look at me with all my streaming services <laughs> <laughs> what other projects uh, prior to Kissing Booth 2 that's, uh, that's going to be available on Netflix um, what other projects were you working on that we will get to see in the next couple of weeks or months? Um, well, I uh, actually do have a film coming to Amazon called The Lie. I shot that a few years ago and um, it's directed by Zena Sud. It's a crazy cool like thriller. Um, it's really creepy. I play someone kind of creepy. It's awesome. So I'm, I'm very excited for that to Amazon later on this year. And then I'm also working on producing a couple things. I mean, I had a, an announcement come out a while ago about a movie I'm producing called The In-Between right now. And so I'm just working on that with Paramount and I'm hoping that that will come through after quarantine. So right now it's just like kind of a waiting game for, you know, you know, quarantine to be over. And it's just, crazy times right now. Do you, if given the choice, and I know you, you know, probably you're young and you're talented and you want to do a little bit of everything, but when you do something like the act, which is super heavy, and when you finish work at the end of a day, do you ever, it, during that process, go, oh God, why can't I just be doing Kissing Booth 3 right now? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. I, You know, they're so different, of course, but I really, my heart really does lie with drama. It's my it favorite. It does, huh? Yeah. Um, at the end of the day, of a long day on the act. Those were the days when I would come home at the end of a super emotional day and I would just be like, I am exhausted, rightfully so, and I feel like fulfilled. I feel really happy. And I would sit on the couch with a bag of Doritos and throw on House Hunters International and just chill out. <laughs> <laughs> and you're all, who puts a towel rod there? <laughs> I know, literally, I'm love that show so much. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I learned something new about you, Joey King. Hey, thank you very much for taking time to, to join us on the Roz Amoga Show. Um, real quick, I don't know if you remember this, Roz, yeah. mm -hmm. but Joey was in one of our favorite movies. Not Kissing Booth. Uh -oh. Not Kissing uh -oh. Booth. What favorite movie of mine? <laughs> and, and, and it celebrates, get this, next week it yeah. celebrates its nine-year anniversary. Okay. Crazy Stupid Love. No, you weren't. Were you? Oh my gosh, that's right. Yes, yes. What do you mean that's right? Like, you <laughs> forgot? <laughs> she was no, a little girl, so man. It's such a good movie. Oh, well, such a good movie. And if you were a little bit older, maybe you would have got to play the other role and make out with Ryan uh, Gosling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, hey, nowadays, I mean, I get to make out with other people on screen in the kissing booth, which is like, you know, the, the, the new version of that kind of thing, I guess. Hey, is there going to be a Kissing Booth 3? Are you going to do another one? I'm hoping and praying. I mean, me and the cast really want it, and we're just kind of relying on the fans because the first movie blew up, and it did so well, and we were all not expecting it. And then because of how loud and proud the fans were, Netflix gave us a sequel. So if the fans love this one and make it known, hopefully Netflix will give us a third movie. Yeah. Uh, Joey King, you are absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much. The Kissing Booth 2 available on Netflix tomorrow. And Joey, thanks for being with us on the Roz and Mocha Show. Thank you. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I'm going to ask you a question, Roz. Okay. And this is a question for everybody listening right now. Feel free to text an answer if you have one at 925 
Actually, Dan and Maureen Shem, please join us because we're oh, going to ask you guys this question as well. Geez. All staff meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. the people at BuzzFeed put this question out to their readers. Okay. What's something embarrassing that you learned late in life? And I'm, I'm going to get into all the answers in just a couple of minutes, but something that you like just discovered or like recently you discovered. For example, somebody replied to this BuzzFeed article and said, I only recently found out that ponies are not baby horses, but full-size ponies. <laughs> right. Good one. Well, you just learned that right now, didn't you, Maury? <laughs> <I knew. laughs> Maury's going to give the same answer in a couple minutes. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so I have more of these answers. No, you guys no, think no. about New this. Topic. You guys think about this. Yeah, all right. And yes. uh, again, if you have an answer, something like oh. they, you've learned maybe recently or the past couple of years that you thought completely different long ago and it's so embarrassing you can you can text us at 925 Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is My question is Got a problem you can't fix Roz and Mocha got you Hey Jesse, it's Roz and Mocha Hey, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good So Jesse, you wrote us this Roz and Mocha, please fix my life My boyfriend keeps sending me messages that I need to lose weight, but it's his parents telling him, not me. It's not his thoughts. They also tell him that because of my weight, I won't ever have a proper job and I will be a gold digger. I love him and I don't want to leave him. Also, he's awesome in bed. What do I do? What the <laughs> hell, Jesse? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the explain the... I don't understand why your boyfriend is... Uh, do you live together? You don't live together. No, not at the moment. We're supposed to move together in December. Okay. Do you get along with his parents? Doesn't sound like it. Um, okay, so no. I, <laughs> yeah. No, okay. no. So how does it get to the point where... Well, how does he feel about your weight? I mean, it bothers him. He says ever since we kind of started seeing each other that I've gained a little weight. I'm not going to lie, but... You know, not to an excessive amount. Okay, okay but uh, why? So, what's your response to him when he makes those comments? Oh, I, I'm not a happy camper when I hear stuff like that because first of all, I don't understand why it bothers him so much. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, it I doesn't mean, sound like he's a nice person to you'd want to be with. You know, he's only really ever talked about it once or twice, so we've kind of always kind of talked it through and moved on and. Stuff I don't like know. That, to but... me, once or twice is once or two times more than it should have been brought up. I agree. Trust me. But then his parents always get involved saying that because I've gained weight, I won't be able to support us and just things that make absolutely no sense. So where does that come from? When they say that you're not going to be able to get a, a regular job because of your weight, where does that come from? I could not tell you because okay. when we first started dating, I was working three separate jobs. Okay. And because I was saving up to go back to school. So I went back to school and I was now working one part time job and going to school. So I don't understand where any of this comes from at all. And what what kind of weight are we talking about? I've gained like, I want to say 25, 30 pounds over the three and a half years we've started dating. Can you tell us? Can you, do you want to tell us your weight or no? You don't have to. I'm just, I'm just trying to get a handle because I'm wondering like this whole thing of like, you won't be able to find a regular job. Like, are they looking at you as somebody who eventually will be one of those people who's like, obese and bedridden and won't be able to leave the house and like I'm just wondering where this is coming from like how they would draw that conclusion 
I don't know. I think they're thinking I should just put in an application to my 600-pound life at one point. I'm not too sure. Have they ever said anything to your face? No. Oh, my God, no. But if I walk in the door, they like his mom will like roll his eyes and stuff. It's quite interesting to see. Really? Okay. Nice. It's, it's really well. I will, I, will say, I will say this, and that his family sounds terrible, and I, I know that you can build a relationship with somebody and not like their parents. That happens quite frequently with mm-hmm. people. People have wonderful relationships where the, you don't get along with the in-laws. But I will say the reason why this is problematic is because your boyfriend still seems to be heavily influenced by his parents. So that doesn't seem to be a separation. You guys don't seem like you're building your own team. And as long as you build your own team, you can deal as a team with in-laws that maybe one of you don't get along with or they're too pushy or they don't support the relationship. But he doesn't f- sound like he's even ready to build that team with you. He sounds like he's still on their team and it's all of them against you. He just happens to be really good in bed so you haven't dumped his ass yet. Does he ever defend you to his parents? I've asked and he says yes, but I'm not there, so I honestly have no idea. Okay, do you I'm believe that he does? Do you believe that he does? <sighs> he's not the confrontational type of person. Okay, so no. So probably not. This guy's not on your team. No. He's not on your team. And I will will say this about weight is that we in 2020, um, it's difficult to have weight conversations because um, body positivity is so important and feeling good in the body you're in is the sort of new normal. And oftentimes there are factual things that still need to be in the conversation, but unfortunately they're not in the conversation because it seemed as um, shaming and it's a difficult conversation to have. And when it does come to weight, I am all for body positivity. I'm all for setting example. I'm all for living a happy life, but we still have to have the conversations when it comes to weight with just how many cancers are associated with being overweight. And that's something that that's a conversation that can't not be had because of the risk of, you know, uh, making somebody feel uncomfortable who is overweight. So I only want you to be healthy. I want everybody to be healthy and being sexy and being awesome and feeling great in your own body is unbelievably important. But also you got to think long term because we want people to live a very long time. And so you can't ignore the realities of being overweight. That's just that's just the facts of this. Now, that said, you may be all those things. You may be awesome and sexy and everything else. And this guy's family just sounds lousy. And this guy doesn't sound like he's on your team. So none of that even matters because I think that you should go and live an incredible life. But I think you should do it without him. Mm-hmm. I know it's a, it's a lot. Like, just because I do have health issues also that are involved. What kind of health issues do you have? What health issues do you have? I don't even know, to be honest. They're not 100% sure what's going on with me. I have really bad back pain ever since I was like 17 years old. So it's been going on a good 10 years. Yeah. And they, and all of a sudden, uh, my back has started to develop arthritis and bone spurs and all this fun stuff. And it's, and it's not about the weight, though, right? There's just something else going on? Oh, yeah. There's uh, lots of health issues. Well, you need a boyfriend that's going to be on your team, as Ross said, and I think that's the next conversation that you have to have with him, is the feeling of you being alone, being on this side, and him being over there with his parents, not supporting you. I know. Hey, Jesse, just based on our conversation, the short time that we've talked to you, let me ask you this, because I have a feeling I know what the answer is. In the three years that you've been dating this guy, how many of those years have you contemplated walking away from the relationship? There's been a few times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can't be with somebody who makes you feel lousy about yourself. The person you're with needs to lift you up. 
the yeah. person you're with needs to, you know, put you in a place where you are able to be vulnerable in order to feel fantastic because the only way you're going to achieve that next level of love and companionship and bonding and you got your team together is to be vulnerable and you can't be vulnerable around him. Yeah, that's the problem is being myself too sometimes is a little bit. That's the problem. Iffy. Yeah, you can't do it. You need to be you. I know. I need to be me. Rise up. You're going to get through this. I'll, I'll figure it out. Listen, we love you. Love you too, guys. Okay. All right. Take care, Jesse. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. So August Alsina dropped a new song. August, by the way, was the other half of the entanglement with Jada Pinkett Smith. What's the name of his new song? I believe it's called Entanglements. Oh. Definition of entanglement. It's when you tangle in the sheets. Ooh. Oh, August. So, uh, <laughs> the definite, this is it's very difficult to hear. These guys just don't sing, right? Like, it's got to be so, like, they all sound like robots. Just sing on a track, man. So the, the lyrics go, the de- definition of entanglement is when you're tangled in the sheets. Girl, I know that we don't call it a relationship, but you're still bleeping with me. Entanglements is when you're tangled in the sheets. Entanglements is when you're tangled up with me. Entanglements, and then a whole bunch of stuff that's edited, is when you're getting in too deep. Do you want to hear a little bit me. of the first verse of the song? Please. I don't even know what the hell's going on with this. That, is that a song? All you need to know is that oh, Jesus. the definition of entanglement is when you're tangling in the sheets. <laughs> but he's doing an interview with Lil Wayne. On, uh, He's doing more interviews on than this? Young Money Radio. And uh, so this is what August had to say about the track. I will always have love for her as a, as a person. That you know what I'm saying? So real talk, it, the, it, the, the uh, experience really did help to transform me uh, and really bring out, the, bring out the king in me. You got to think long term with this because this is not going like, to... Everybody wants to hear the song and everybody wants the dirt, right? But... Go in public the way that he did with this. You can't go up against Will and Jada. Oh, like no. you're not going to win. Maybe you get one track and maybe you sell a few copies of it because people are interested in it and they want the dirt, right? But what are you going to do after this? Entanglements too? No, you have nothing left. There's nothing. You are now this. Yeah. Before this, you had a lot going on. People seem to like you a lot. You had a lot Great of people voice. helping you out. I liked his songs. I loved all the stuff that he was doing with DJ Khaled, all the tracks that he appeared on with other artists. But now what are you doing? Entanglements. And that's it. And that's it. That is all you are now is Unless entanglements. You, like, what are you doing, man? Tangle with somebody else? Who? Who? Who's going to tangle with him now? He's going to start doing tearful interviews. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, good luck finding another husband that's going to let you entangle with his wife. <laughs> that's right? That's not August. an easy thing to do. Yeah, he'll turn you into a song. <laughs> not cool, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast.
Do you know who Teddy Swims is? <laughs> no. Singer-songwriter from Atlanta. He's got his own original music. Recently signed a deal with Warner. Over a million subscribers on YouTube. Wow. And it's not his own original content that has got him as much attention as he has now. It's all the covers that he's been doing other artists' music. Okay. All right? I like this stuff. I have a picture of this guy. I'm going to play for you his covers, and then I'm going to show you a picture. Okay. Okay? Yeah. So this is Teddy Swims doing uh, his version of The weekend Blinding Lights. I'm going through a trial. Also did uh, "What's Going On" by Marvin Gaye. We've got to find a way to bring some love in here today. signs and picket lines. And dipping back to the early 2000s, mm. he did uh, "Mario, Let Me Love You" because he's a big R&B fan. Baby, you just don't get it. So you probably have in your mind a picture of what this guy looks like. Here's a picture of what he looks like. Oh, wow. Look like a straight up country, big beard, wearing a bandana. Mohawk white guy. Yeah. Tatted up. This is Teddy Swims, by the way. And it's his latest release, his latest song that went viral that people are talking about. And the story behind it is he recorded a cover of this one particular song because he said it's been one of his mom's favorite songs for as long as he could remember. He says, it has always taken me back to such a blissful place in my life. My cover of this song will always and forever be dedicated to my mother, Glenna. I love you, mommy. And that song is You're Still the One by Shania Twain. Oh, really? He does. Okay. But he gained notoriety because of all these covers that he's been doing. What sort of, what what lane does his original stuff fit into? Uh, a little R&B, like R&B country. Okay. I would say. Okay. That's a, Is that fair? That's a whole Shem new genre, huh? I would say that, right? R&B country? Yeah. Shem's a big fan of this that's guy a brand, as well. a brand new, that's a brand new world of music, R&B country. It's real good. That's Teddy Swims, by the way. Over a million subscribers on YouTube just got signed to Warner. So we'll, we'll be hearing a lot it's more incredible. from him. Yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. It's Roz and Mocha. Who's this? It's George Masood. I was so happy to be hearing your voice. It's my first day back to work, and I've been wanting to just get back to normal life. Or just hear it. First thing I did, 
turn on the car and I hear you guys, it just it, it makes me feel like normal again. Oh, oh wow! That's How long, Jordan, have you been away from from the Raza Mocha show? How long have you been out of your uh, your regular routine? Pretty much four months since day one of quarantine. I remember I had a meeting that Monday morning, and by the afternoon, like they were announcing lockdown and go home and. Yeah, so it's been basically four months. Oh, wow. wow. What do you do for a living that you're going back today? I'm a mortgage broker. So it's been nice just to get normal, and it's it's so good to, to just hear you guys again. Oh, wonderful. man. It means the world to us. Uh, we welcome everybody back because we know that slowly, slowly, people are starting to sort of trickle back into work. I've noticed a few more cars on the roads when we're leaving here. And uh, it's just awesome, man. It's awesome to have you back with us. It's awesome to hear you guys. Like, honestly, this is... This just a sense of normal you don't get like as much nowadays yeah and like you said even to toronto traffic which you absolutely despise but it's nice to just be in it again and feel like you know life is somewhat getting back to normal which agree is really yeah cool. agree is there anything that you're actually going to miss like with working from home jordan now that you're going back to the office um just being in my pajamas and taking meetings in my underwear i'm gonna be very honest about that just <laughs> yeah. with a dress shirt and no pants like no qualms about it. That was the most fun thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> now, with your work, are you going to have the option to, like, maybe, you know, go into the office a few days and work from home a couple of days? Like, is this going to be uh, a new, uh, I guess, a new normal for you? I honestly think with technology, they should have people remote and just, you know, being in the housing industry, you see more people right now, even. They're moving out of downtown Toronto and they want to be in the suburbs or, you know, they, they don't worry about the hour and a half drive into downtown because wow. now they know. We don't need to do it every day. It's kind of crazy, just like how things have changed, like in a short amount of time. Everything, everything's changed. Yeah. I got to tell you something. Yeah, more. My husband said that he's having a great time working from home. Yeah. And then he wishes he could continue doing that. Yeah. I'm thinking I need to call his boss and say, can you please put him <laughs> back to the office? <laughs> really? Wow. <laughs> you want your husband to go into a workplace and risk COVID just because you're sick of him at home? Well, and plus he's saying that he's having a good time staying at home. I'm like, no, 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 no. Do you guys not ever have the conversations? Because Catherine and I have had the conversation so many times where we're like, God, man. Man, it is so good to just during the day while I'm doing all my all the the stuff for ET Canada. I'm like, it's just so good to just have, be present in the house, yeah. with you guys. Like, it's amazing because you miss we, out. We, you realize that you miss out on so much. We talk about this multiple times in a week. You guys don't have those conversations, no. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> what is this pleasure uh, you're like, Exactly. Is this that's the that's the foundation uh, of their relationship. That's what makes the damn it's the damn it's. It's solid. <laughs> hey, George. Jordan, welcome back to uh, "quote unquote" normal. Hope you have a wicked, wicked day, and welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show. I appreciate it. It's great to hear you guys again. You guys have a good one. Stay safe. You, you didn't ask me who's my favorite. Uh -oh. All right, between Raza Mocha, who's your favorite? I gotta tell you. Scarborough to my core. You know I got you. You know I got you, Mocha. Scarborough all day. Thanks, bro. You guys have a good one. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. Hey, Ellen, how are you? It's Roz and Mocha. Good, thanks. How are you? Doing good. Welcome to Fix My Life. Ellen, you wrote us this. Uh, hey, Roz and Mocha, how do you support friends or family who have lost a parent suddenly? 
I do not know how to support them. So are you talking your own family? Are you talking friends? Or who's the person in your life that lost somebody? Uh, my best friend lost her mother suddenly on Monday, and she lives about an hour and a half away. So it's hard to be there for her when I live about an hour and a half away from her. Sure. And when you say suddenly, there was no illness or anything like that? No, it wasn't expected, right? Um, she had a brain tumor condition, but the doctors told us she had about five more years. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. damn. Okay. Okay. So that is sudden. Um, and how is, I mean... <sighs> Stupid question, but how is your friend doing? As well as can be expected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's hard. Her husband's a police officer, so he has to go back to work, so she's alone a lot, so it's yeah. hard. Yeah. So um, what kind of support have you been able to offer? Like, you still calling her? Are you still texting to check in? Yeah, we've been texting and checking in and seeing her once a week, but the distance is hard. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, I will say this. There, there's not a lot of rules of what to do, but there's a few things that I would avoid doing, okay? okay. And w- as, as a friend... People tend to sort of want to want want to bond, and they want to feel empathy, and they want to go through it with them. And oftentimes during conversations, if you've been through something similar, or if you've experienced loss, or if you've had your own sort of tragedies to overcome, um, you want to relate those back to yourself and tell her things that you did to sort of get over things. I would avoid all of that completely when you're dealing okay. with somebody who, who, who lost. Don't, don't go down any road saying, you know, well, you know, the way that I handled this when I went through, don't, don't even have those conversations. It's not about you at that point. And that yeah. stuff, and that stuff rarely helps. Um, it's, it's, it's actually quite alienating because when you're going through something like that, the last thing I want to hear about is your own problems. Um, the, the one question that I would say to you, the one thing that you can say to somebody, if you do want to relay some sort of positivity is that, you know, it, it, the loss of a parent, okay. The feeling that you have, um, will never be better, but it does get easier. Now that's, that's not something you say four days after the person died. Okay. Hang on to that a little while because they're going to have all bad days and then eventually they're going to have a good day and they're probably going to feel guilty for having a good day because they're not feeling terrible about the loss of their parent. Um, so I would, I would, I would, I would say, I would say that, but, but mainly I would have a conversation with your friend and I would just ask them what they need from you. Mm -hmm. Okay. That makes sense. I was going to say the exact same thing. The only thing that you can say at this point is, Hey, what do you need from me? Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And then it'll be up to them as to whether or not, you know, she might be the type of person that right now going through this, she doesn't want to hear from anyone. Maybe she doesn't want to talk about feelings or anything just yet, right? Or on the opposite end, she may want to have somebody on the phone just to sit there and listen to her cry or listen to her, uh, you know, talk about fond memories of her mom or something. Like, I think you could just say to her, hey, what do you need from me? Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I just wish there was an easy solution. There's not. There's not because somebody died. Um, yeah. but I, I, they're, they're in Mocha's right, which is, and, and even if they, even if it seems too much to even like to have that conversation for them of trying to find something for, you know, that they need from you, because that's also difficult. Uh, at, when somebody dies, there are really like terrible things that people shouldn't have to do on their own and funeral arrangements and all that kind of stuff is something that when you've lost somebody, you shouldn't have to take care of that stuff by yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would, you know, sort of get a talk to maybe even friends or or family members of this friend of yours and find out, you know, if they don't want to say, I really can't handle this on my own. 
Um, then they don't want to say that with those words out loud. They just kind of want to be strong. You know, friends and family will know. And if you want to, you know, go with them and sort of take some stuff off your friend's plate, I think that you, you should do, you should sort of do that stuff. Okay. Because all that stuff is real tough. There's a lot of things that happen when somebody dies that you shouldn't have to go through on your own, but they may not ask for help. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you. All Thanks, right. Ellen. Take care. Thanks, you too. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Hi, this is Roz and Mocha. Who's this? Uh, hey, this is Kushik. I was wondering if I could ask you guys a question that was on my mind like this entire time. What do you mean this entire time? Like for years or just today? Uh, Probably a couple months since quarantine. Oh, and I, okay. Ross hasn't addressed this question since, so I am pitching this question to Comb Over Roz. Um, comb Over Roz? <laughs> yeah. What's the matter with you? Uh, <laughs> what does that mean, Comb Over Roz? Because I heard it from like a previous thing. Uh, oh. So the question is... Oh, hey, I, okay, I got you. You're dipping back into the archives here. I, I was just talking about, it's like I was rewatching like the fifth time of the podcast, and it's like a blast. But my question <laughs> is... Uh, <laughs> Hypothetically, if Roz was single and gay, would he date Mori after knowing him all these days? Yo, kid, you know Ask Roz Avoca is exclusive to the podcast, right? <laughs> so uh, I, I feel like I've heard that question somewhere before. Okay, this is a question. Uh, if you listen to the podcast, at the end of every podcast, we do Ask Razamoka, which is like sometimes, you know, between like 45 minutes of an end to an hour of a, us just answering fan questions. And what makes the Ask Razamoka section of the podcast great is what makes the show great. And that is we take really ridiculous questions very seriously. And what winds up happening is this question from many different people has worked its way into the Ask Razamoka section of the podcast repeatedly. And that question again is what? Oh, if Roz were gay and single, would he date Maury after knowing him all these years? Right. Okay. So, <laughs> and I said, and I said, I don't answer that question. Um, I, I don't do those kinds of hypotheticals. It's ridiculous. Uh, but over and over and over again, um, that question pops up. So, thank you for uh, bringing it up again. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what if you took the word hypothetical out of it? And what? So then the question becomes what? Because you said you don't ask, you don't answer hypothetical questions. So what if we just didn't make it a hypothetical? Okay, Ron, if you were gay and single. So, but then I would have to be gay. No, but like, if you were gay and single, would you date me? But that's no, still I can't, a hypothetical. No, it's, we, it's weird if I ask it, Mocha. It's, it's still it. a hypothetical, though. No, because you're married you, too, you, Maury. Yeah, but like, you're also on. saying if I was. Yeah, no, I just thought if we just took the word hypothetical. <laughs> Man, you honestly don't understand words of grammar, huh? Why don't we, why don't, then why don't we also take the words of date and Maury out of it? <laughs> so like, are you gay? Yeah. <laughs> Hypothetically, if you were gay, and my answer would be, I'd be awesome. <laughs> yes. Right? Uh, could you guys ask uh, who my favorite is? <laughs> okay, here we go. Right. Between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Okay, I know I've been like riffing on Roz all this time and like with all this, but uh, honestly, like, I've been listening to the podcast like five times straight this quarantine, and like Roz has given some solid advice, like, uh, and I like some of his parenting stuff, some of his just life stuff. It's pretty good. I think one of the best key advice he gave was like, uh, never date someone from Quebec because they petty as hell. But uh, 
bro. You listen, listen. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to have to go with my man, Mocha, because I'm brown and from Scarborough, you know? Yeah. <laughs> don't know, don't know, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, thanks for the call, what's bro. Your, we what's appreciate your name, it. man? What's your name? Uh, Kushik, yeah. Kushik, right on. Very good to meet you, man. All right, nice. Right Later, dude. I'm the guy that chose you on YouTube. <laughs> Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Kara, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, it's Roz and Mocha. How are you? Hi. I'm okay. How are you? Good. Okay, so we got this text from Kara. Okay. And the reason why I wanted to call, or the reason why we wanted to call you, Kara, is because we want to make sure everything's okay. Because Kara wrote this. <laughs> because you're, honestly, your text broke my heart. And it said, hey, Roz, Mocha, Maury, and Shem, this has been a very difficult week. I unexpectedly had to put my sweet little dog down. I had her for 15 years. My kids and I have been heartbroken. I've been listening to your podcast all week to help keep my spirits up. It has been comforting and calming to listen to you guys during this time. You guys are the best. Thank you for doing what you do every day. So, Kara, uh, sorry to hear about your dog. Oh, thank you. It's been very difficult for sure. Um, What was your dog's name? Her name was Maisie. Maisie. What kind of dog was she? She was Shorky, so she was uh, part Yorkshire Terrier, part Shih Tzu. She was about eight pounds. Yeah, cute. She was such a good girl. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I've been listening to you guys a lot because um, my boyfriend lives in London. I live in North Bay. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're four and a half hours away from each other, and I was visiting him, and um, it happened there. Aww. We had no idea there was anything even wrong. And then she kind of started labored breathing um, on Monday. So uh, I ended up bringing her to the vet and um, in London. And she said, this has to happen. We, we have to put her down. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I, I yeah, it was, it was hard. And I said, well, can we, um, can I get her to North Bay so that my kids can see her again? And can we do it there? She said, no, this has to happen. Like she, her lungs were filled with fluid because of COVID, you can't go um, inside. And But I wanted to be with her, so she said she was comfortable doing it outside um, on a picnic table, so oh. I got to be with her. Oh, God, my God, Kara, my heart right now. Sorry. Okay. And we got to uh, FaceTime my kids. Uh, but then um, I had to come straight home because uh, it was my day to pick them up. So mm-hmm. my, I obviously couldn't drive, so my boyfriend drove me back, and we... Um, he's like, why don't you put your boys on? You know, it'll help. So we put on your show and your podcast because I listen to it all the time. Um, and it, it helped a lot. Okay, good. You know, uh, what stupid thing did we say on the podcast that made you laugh? Well, I've already listened to all the podcasts. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just kind of went back to some of my favorites. And one of the ones that I listened to, uh, <laughs> I love listening to the ones uh, with Dan and Maury and his husband. Oh, yeah. We have a couple of... Uh, yeah. Uh, damn it episodes specifically yeah. <laughs> yes you do so and, and there's a couple of episodes that um well i guess back in january that i was on with uh the dream daddy so we listened to that and yeah so because i've been driving back and forth and I, i'm going back to i had to drive my boyfriend back and then i have to go back to get her ashes and so on and so forth so i get to listen to you guys a lot Aww. and um it really, it does help. You have no idea. It just, um, it might sound silly, but it feels like very familiar. And it feels like family is talking. You know what I mean? Because you're just so used to hearing you guys um, and having you in, in, in our lives. And so it was, it's very helpful. And it yeah. helps keep me kind of laughing and smiling. 
Yeah. Even when I'm well, dying. Thank so, you, Kara. How, how are your kids feeling? They're all dealing with it differently. I have twin boys that are five. Um, one of them cries every night at bed, and the other one oh. hasn't really accepted it. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of asks, you know, when she's coming home. Uh, and then, like, it's hard to because they'll, they'll tell everybody that they see that their dog died. So, like, that's how they're dealing with it. And then my 11-year-old, um, it comes in waves, and it just comes at really strange times. But like I said, I've had her, we've had her for 15 years, so I had her before they were even born. Mm-hmm. So she's all they know. Like, that's their dog, right? Yeah. And she's just been through, like, every milestone of my adult life. So it's, it's unreal. Like, my first teaching job to my marriage, to my divorce, to my kids, you know, mm-hmm. new home. Like they really do become a huge part of your family. So they do. We had um, we we had to put one of our cats down. She was only a kitten. She was maybe I think a year and a half. Yeah, I remember the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I remember and, listening and feeling brokenhearted for you guys. Yeah, and that was really Catherine and Roxy's sort of their number one love because they they fostered her right. So mm-hmm. she was sick when they got her and nursed her back to health. Nursed her back to health, and she was like Aww. she was she was their sort of number one. And she was just such a great cat. And I'll tell you, though, as much as they loved her, and this isn't right for everybody, and it's not the solution for everybody, but Coco died, and I would say within a week and a half, we had Moo, who was a brand new kitten in the house. <laughs> and it's not that you're yeah. replacing, right? No. You're not no. replacing. You're not replacing the cat. What you are replacing is the space, sure, right? Yeah, you're, you're, used to, you're used to. You're used to this thing that brings you joy, occupying space within your life and within your house. And so that's what they were doing. They were just filling that space, right? Yeah. Because that's what you yeah, sort of. Absolutely. That's what you sort of like. And now Moo is like who runs the house, <laughs> right? Like not only does the he boss. control, yeah, he can controls the other two cats, but he controls the three of us, yeah. right? Like he's just the boss of the house now. So I'm not saying that that's right for you, but that's what, uh, it really worked for us. Oh no, it's going to happen. I know it is. My, yeah. I mean, again, my boys have always had a dog, right? Yeah. And so, and especially the twins, like the five-year-olds are like, when are we getting another one? Can we name her Charlotte? Like when? Aww, that's super <laughs> cute though. That's super cute. Yeah. So yeah, we will. We, like, the time will come. And again, like I, it's just, you don't feel like you're ever going to, um, love your next one the same <laughs> no it's just but you, you you have a lot of love it's just different love that's all yeah i guess yeah, yeah i know okay it's, just, oh, it's gonna take some time <laughs> yeah well yeah. we're sorry to hear about what happened to Maisie, kara oh, so and uh we just want to check in make sure you and your your kids were okay and we're just sending uh, you guys unlimited love oh i really appreciate that thank you guys so much and thank you for uh, all you do you have no idea what a difference you guys make uh, in people's lives you really do no. oh, love you lots kara thank you <laughs> love you too thanks guys this is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, so are we going into phase three or, or not? Because yesterday no. was... No, we're not. Thank God. Okay. Toronto's not. No. The I'm rest glad. of... Okay. Don't screw it up. I blame Brampton, by the way. Okay. Well, Brampton's... Yeah, they're not going into phase three either. But some places are going into phase three on Friday. So let's all head there. So Ford announced that Durham, Halton, Hamilton, Niagara, Sarnia, and York regions will be permitted to enter stage three. On Friday, however, Toronto, Peel, Brampton, <laughs> Windsor, Essex, I <laughs> uh, will remain in stage two for at least another week. Still doing too much. <laughs> it's true. Listen, I saw on um, CNN this morning they were talking about California, and things are so screwed up over there. Yeah, that they may may be going into back. Yeah, uh, stay at home orders yeah. again and just shutting everything down. Yeah, back because people lockdown. can't behave. Yeah, same thing with West Coast and Canada because they they went into what their version of phase three was 
months ago. Months ago. Yeah. And uh, and it's and the numbers are going up there as well. But uh, but yeah, I'm fine. Like I'm fine to not and don't. And, as people, we should be fine, mm-hmm. right? We shouldn't be going crazy because we're not allowed to go to a restaurant. I do feel for the restaurant owners, right? That's why I, the only reasons I would push for anything that even resembles a stage three was to get businesses back together before the end of the summer so they can try and salvage whatever is left that they can. Agreed. But as a person, I'm not clamoring for stage three because I don't miss any of that. Right. I would rather stay at home. Then Same. go, then go and do that whole, do that whole thing. We went to a patio the other night. We went to a Boston pizza the other night mm-hmm. outside of the city. And it's, it's really interesting because when you walk onto the patio, you have to wear your mask. Right. But as soon as you sit at the table, you can take your mask off. Oh, okay. Right? Weird. <laughs> weird, but, right? Sure. The rules are weird because there's... It's but n- rules are rules and whatever. Because they're all brand new rules. Yeah. Right? Like we all, everything else that dictates the way we do things in life when we need to be trusted that we're not going to harm others. Take driving, right? Those rules, the rules of driving have been established for a long time. We all understand the rules. But when it comes to COVID, these are all brand new rules, Yeah, right? So I'm outside on a sidewalk and then there's a gate and I'm not wearing a mask. And as soon as you walk through this gate, you are still outside. But as soon as I pass through the gate, I have to put my mask on. And then as soon as I get to my table, which is 15 feet away from the gate, I get to take my mask off. Because well, how else are you going to eat? Right? No, but I'm just saying. It, I don't, the rules are it, weird. It's the wearing of the mask for 15 feet, right? Mm, because yeah. they're all brand new rules. Yeah. So we don't know what to do with them. We're just doing them. Yeah. If I see a sign, seriously, anywhere right now that said anything about a mask or COVID, I'm going to do it. Because I don't know any better. Because it's all brand new. Yeah. It's all brand new. 100%. It's wild. My the, wife and I had booked uh, reservations for a place to sit on their patio. Yeah. And then as the days got closer, even the day of, we were getting more and more nervous. It's not that we don't trust ourselves. No. It's for the safety of everybody else as well. Yes. And also, we don't necessarily trust everybody else. Correct. So at the last minute, we canceled. But we still said to the restaurant, because we wanted to support them as a local restaurant, yeah. we said, listen, we feel terrible for canceling the uh, the reservation. Give it up to somebody else if they want it, yeah. obvi. Uh, but we still want a place in order. Can we come pick it up? Fair enough. And so Jenna went and she picked it up and she said for that particular place, the measures that they took were fantastic. Like she's like, we probably would have been okay because they had people like really sitting far, far, far apart. Yeah. But even still, I'm extremely cautious with being out in the public. That's not the case downtown. You said sitting far apart. I was walking around downtown last night and it seems as though half of downtown thinks they're in stage three. The tables are right next to each other. You know, the yeah. only good thing to come out of all of this when it comes to restaurants and the one thing that I noticed when we were out the other night, the only good thing, there is one upside to okay. COVID when it comes to restaurants. And that is when you walk into the men's room, every other urinal is blocked off. Hey! <laughs> you don't have to pee beside anybody anymore. <laughs> Score. <laughs> we won. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Hi, Diane. It's Ron Zamoka. How are you? Fine, thank you. What's going on in your world? Well, it's my daughter's Sweet 16 today, and um, I thought that uh, I would call you guys and see if you could sing happy birthday to her. Ah. So what were her plans for her big Sweet 16 pre-COVID? Well, my husband and I were planning to have a Sweet 16 birthday party with her and her friends and family and um, go away up north and bring everybody with us, but uh, things seem to be put on hold until um, things get a little bit better, unfortunately. Yeah, how's she feeling about all this? I think she's 
sad, but yeah. she understands. Um, she's hoping that things could be different. You know, things aren't normal anymore, but um, what can you do? We no. have to try to stay safe, right? Yeah, exactly. Maybe next year you guys, you guys can do like a big sweet 17. Eight, yeah, 18, exactly. 18. Modified. 18. Sweet 18? 18, yeah. All right. Okay, modified. Two years. <laughs> yeah. A sweet 18. Yeah. So, exactly. What, what's your daughter's name again? Her name is Kennedy. Okay, where is she? She's right here. Let me wake her up. One moment, please. Oh, oh wow. she doesn't even know that we're on the phone. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, not yet. Hey, does she like Hold us, on. or is this like a thing where you're a fan and she's not? No, we're both fans. We, oh, okay, uh, actually, our whole family <laughs> okay, is. Okay. We listen to you. She's on the podcast. We're, okay, we're true okay. fans. Okay, here we go. Here we <laughs> go. One moment. Hold on, please. I'm not going to piss her off. Kennedy. No. Kennedy. Hello? Kennedy, happy birthday. It's Roz and Mocha. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good. What's your plan right now? What are you going to do? What's the first thing you're going to do when you get up on your birthday? Um, I don't even know. No. She's like, my mom just woke me I up. I know. What is this? <laughs> like, you should, if, if, any, if you get anything having a sweet 16 during COVID, the one thing you should be allowed to do, because you cannot do anything else, you should be allowed to sleep in. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. didn't happen. I'll bring you guys <laughs> Well, Kennedy, uh, listen, we just wanted to say happy birthday. We know things are different this year, uh, but it doesn't mean that you can't celebrate with your with your family at home and still have a fantastic, wonderful day together. Yeah, thank you. All right. And before, before two things, before we let you go, we would love to sing happy birthday to you. Is that okay? Come on in. I would love that. Okay. 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 Hold on. Maury's on his way in the room right now. Ready? Here we go. Gentlemen, one, two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Kennedy. Oh, yeah. Why? Um, <laughs> and I say this all the time. It's that you have such, like, an advanced sense of humor that not really everyone else understands. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, no. <laughs> Bruh, she just called you old. Oh, no. <laughs> you can have that W. I'm good with it. Love you, Kennedy. It's the last time I ever asked why. It's the last time I ever asked why. Oh, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Kanye had fun on Twitter last night. <sighs> what is going on with my Kanye? So I'm actually concerned. You should be concerned. Everybody should be concerned. And everybody who was playing off that this run for president was anything other than a breakdown mixed with album promotion should be ashamed of themselves. And everybody who stood in that room the other day applauding, saying, we love you, Kanye, while watching him have a complete meltdown should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, so on Twitter last night, Kanye claimed that Kim was flying out to Wyoming with a doctor to lock him up mm. after he made all those statements at the press conference and then he slammed Chris Jenner. He said that the movie Get Out is about him. 
Oh, man. He wrote, Kim tried to bring a doctor to lock me up with a doctor. And then he said, Chris and Kim, call me now. And then people started really like expressing severe concern over him. And then the one guy who has a huge platform that should be stepping up as a friend to make sure he's okay is Elon Musk. And then Elon Musk tweeted, we talked about an hour ago. He seems fine. Oh, God. And then Kanye followed up that with a screen grab of a text to Kim saying, this ye, you ready to talk now? Or are you still avoiding my calls? And then he deleted those. And then he said, if I get locked up like Mandela, y'all know why. And in another tweet that he deleted, he said, Chris, don't play with me. You and that Kanye are not allowed around my children. Y'all tried to lock me up. And then seconds later, he tweeted, everybody knows the movie Get Out is about me. And then he said, West children will never do Playboy. And then posted a picture of him and his kids. And then he also said, NBC locked up Bill Cosby. And then had searches for Halle Berry and Jennifer Lawrence in there as well. And the reaction from Kim apparently is that she was mortified by what he said at the press conference. Yeah. And according to the source for TMZ, that Kanye told Kim and her mom that the only reason he said what he said was because he knew that he needed something big to get attention on his campaign. Oh, and then dude. he also, and then apparently he also told Kim that she quote knows the game by now. Oh, so that's everything that went down you while you were sleeping because it's all deleted now. You can see all the screenshots of yeah. it, but it's all, uh, but it's all deleted now. Oh, and also he has an album coming out Friday. Allegedly. Allegedly. He's done this to us before. When it comes to Kanye and albums and release dates, yeah. I don't believe anything anymore. Well, I don't even care anymore because they've all been garbage. They, uh, yeah, I was definitely not into the last one. Right? Like, I think we're getting to the point where he's going to have to be like forcibly put into a medical facility and have somebody speak to him. You can't force somebody. That's like intervention style? No, you, you can't force somebody. And he doesn't want to take the... And, and I get this because I've, I've known many people who have to take medication yeah. for various things. And the big drawback for a creative individual is that they get it in their head, and sometimes it's true, but they get it in their head that the medication kills their creativity. Yeah. Because what makes them so creative is this wild sort of genius brain that they have. And not when, thinking like everybody yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. And when they're on the when they're on the medication, they don't feel that. They don't feel that thing. They don't think the way that they normally do, and so they stop. Or people take the medication as they're supposed to, and they finally start feeling better. Mm -hmm. And then what winds up happening, and this happens all the time with relapses, and whether it's for narcotics or whether it's for um, mental health medication, is that when people start feeling better, they think they're cured. And then they don't need the pills anymore. And then they don't need the pills anymore. Not knowing it's an ongoing thing. Exactly. And yeah. so I, I don't know what happened with Kanye, but man. I feel bad, man. I honestly, honestly do. As a, as a, a fan, like following his career, yeah. literally from the very, very beginning. Yeah. And uh, just seeing this, this kind of progression to superstardom and then how quickly things came crashing down. Yeah. Yeah, but like I hope he get like I don't know what it's gonna take for him to. Well, he needs help. 
No, I know, but I don't help. know what it's going to take for him to realize. Like, he doesn't realize that he needs help. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I, but it could be an ongoing thing, like it is with yeah. many people. You know, mm-hmm. this is not something that you, it's not a problem that you fix one time. It's no, a problem sure. that needs constant, constant, constant attention. Yeah. And you just can't let him go disappear, you know, alone with his, you know, circle to Wyoming, where he leaves the pills behind and then decides to run for president and destroys family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's tough. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Is Kanye stuff crazy, huh? Oh, dude. Halsey tweeted. Hold on, let me find her statement on this. I have like such mixed feelings about Kanye, but more than anything, I'm like concerned. So this is what Halsey said. Uh, If you want to think someone is an a-hole, go ahead. Lots of people with mental illness are great. Lots of them are a-holes because they are people with nuanced personalities, but making jokes and specifically targeted towards bipolar hurts more than one person with your, uh, you're angry with sincerely a human being with a decade long bipolar diagnosis. So Kanye went on a Twitter tear. Has he done anything this morning at all? Is there anything? No. No, I think the last thing was he... Just the album stuff. A picture of yeah. the album saying yeah. that it's going to drop on Friday. Right. So that's the only thing he didn't delete. But things that he said last night were just all over the place. He said that uh, Kim, meaning Kim Kardashian, his wife, tried to bring a doctor to lock him up with a doctor. And that Chris Jenner... He was trying to get a hold of the two of them. And then everybody kind of started thinking that Kanye, this is after his wild press conference the other day where he talked about abortion and, and, and Harry. It's just the whole thing was just a mess. And he had nothing but people who just supported him and fawned over him in that room instead of offering him help. And then so he started tweeting last night and everybody's like, oh my God, somebody check on Kanye. And then the one big friend that he has with a giant platform that you would hope would step in and say something is Elon Musk. And Elon Musk just simply tweeted out, we talked about an hour ago, he seems fine. And then Kanye followed that up with screen grabs of an apparent text that he sent to um, Chris saying, this is ye, you ready to talk now or are you still avoiding my calls? Both of those tweets he deleted. And then he also said, if I get locked up like Mandela, y'all know why. And in another deleted tweet, he said that, Chris, don't play with me. You and Kamye are not allowed around my children. Y'all tried to lock me up. And then he said that the movie Get Out is based on his life. Jeez. And then when the word came out that Kim was destroyed over what he said in that press conference... He said that the story was that everybody knows that this is the way it is. And that he had told Kim that you know the game, basically. Mm. And you know that this is how things go. No, it's not right, though, man. Like, he needs help. Everybody knows he needs help. Yeah. You know, the unfortunate part is that he doesn't know or he doesn't think he needs help. No. No. And I just feel for... I really feel for him and I really feel for his family. And then a source to TMZ said that Kanye told Kim that the reason he said all that stuff at the press conference was, quote, because he knew that he needed something big to get the attention on his campaign. Nah, man. So I guess the album's coming out on Friday, according to Kanye, but he's done this before. I don't even. I don't even know how you can get excited about an album at this point. Like no. you just want the guy to get some help, right? Yeah. Like I don't even know if get. I don't even know if buying an album is the right thing to do. 
I don't know if that helps. I don't know if supporting Kanye in that way helps. I really don't think it does. So I don't, I don't, I don't know what you do. You can't force them. I don't think that album's coming out on Friday anyway. No, true that. Right? Yeah. No, I know. And yes, you're right. You cannot force you can't him to force go. Him. You can't force anybody. All he can do, like, it's unfortunate that he's surrounded by the people that he's surrounded by who are just there to say yes. I, I do believe that Kim has his best interest in mind. I of really course, do. Of course. I really so do. So I don't mean like I, his I family. That, I mean like the business of Kanye. But how do you force somebody to take medication? That's a, it's a very difficult thing to do. And it's something that families all over the world struggle yeah. with on a I don't know. daily basis. I don't know. This man. is a small, like this is a very blown up example of what families around the world in this city go through with somebody in their family every single day. Yeah. Every single day. We're just seeing it at a press conference for somebody who says they want to be president. Mm-hmm. It's wow. very normal for people. And it's tough. Yeah. I hope he gets better. I really do. Because I love Kanye. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So I guess the Jays are what? Going to play in Pittsburgh? Yeah, let's go Pittsburgh. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Because it was either Pittsburgh or Baltimore. And Baltimore was like, "Mm." Well, because they couldn't do it in Buffalo because I guess the field is too small. Yeah, they need like major league. Right. And then you can't go to Florida because COVID. Yeah. So. And they're like, hey, Pittsburgh, hey, Buff- um, Baltimore, can we use your field? Baltimore was like, oh, I see the thing is we're, yeah, I know. we're using it. Jeez. PNC Park in Pittsburgh is where they're going to play. Yeah. Uh, and then that, when's the, so I guess the Pittsburgh first. Was, <laughs> Pittsburgh was like, yeah, you can have it when we're done. <laughs> The first home game, I guess, is what, next Wednesday, right? So that would be the first game in Pittsburgh. So uh-huh. they got a week to get it ready. Because they, can do that. they start the season in two days. Right. In Tampa Bay. Oof. And they win last night? Their preseason game, I guess, against Boston? They were losing for a while, but then they won, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even... They won? Yeah. Did we win? Yeah, they All won right. last night. I didn't watch. Oh, it's so crazy. Everything's just so mad right now. Everything's so wild. Things aren't right. I don't know. Probably an unpopular opinion, but is sports really needed right now? Yes, more than ever. More than ever. All right. I would say more than ever. I'm just thinking in terms of like safety for everybody, not like general public, regular people. I mean, even for the players, the organization, the people who help run any of those teams for any of those leagues. Well, this is the, this is the, this is the test. You know, this is, can you perform and still entertain and keep everybody safe? This is, this is what they need to spend their money on right now. Because I would say, yes, like is sport important right now more than ever. Yeah. 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 Even with, even without fans, I think that, I think that it's needed. It brings people together. It gives you the distraction. It provides uh, an outlet. It, it's so important. There's no new movies. We can't do any of that. Yeah. We, how long can we watch sit and watch Netflix for? You know, you need to you need to feel normalcy, and that's why they need to do things like build a bubble in Orlando sure. for every NBA player you know in the world. Yeah, but like for me at least, if Major League Baseball came out and said. We're going to scrap the season yeah. or NHL or NBA. Yeah. I'd be cool with it. Yeah. I, geez. I'd be a little bit heartbroken for sure, yeah. but I would understand. Like I wouldn't put up a fight. 
Yeah, well, no. I mean, who are you going to fight? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> you start punching the air? <laughs> Yo, LeBron, I'm coming to see you, bro. <laughs> who are you going to fight? Uh, no, but I get it. You know, you allow players to opt out if they if they feel that they're at risk. You you have to allow for all that stuff. Nobody can be forced to play. But I think that, you you know, these, these guys want to do what they want to do, and you make it safe for them. But, but baseball, to me, is different because at least like, with hockey and with NBA, they're doing their best to build a bubble. Yeah. If they told me, listen, baseball just can't work. It's it's city to city. Guys are getting on planes. It's impossible to maintain. If they canceled baseball, I would understand. But hockey or basketball, I would feel differently about because they tried so hard. To contain everybody. Yeah, to contain everybody and to make it work and to make it work safely. I'm kind of looking forward to it. I like the idea that everybody's playing in one spot. Yeah. They want to do that with CFL too. I think they want to have everybody possibly play in Manitoba. Yeah, they do. That's wild, too. And that team, the Eskimo, Edmonton Eskimos, so they changed their name. Does this not sound like, and I'm sure that they're going to come up with a much better name, right? Mm -hmm. But to me, this sounds like a super racist move. So you go to them and you're like, hey, for years we told you not to use Eskimos. It's offensive. Mm -hmm. And they're like, okay, fine. Fine. Why don't we just call ourselves the Edmonton football team then? Fine. You happy now? We're just the Edmonton football team. We're going to have no name. We're just the football team now. Out of spite. Out of spite. That sounds like a, <laughs> it sounds like a soup. Why say anything yesterday? Yeah. Right? But Why it's like, say it's anything? It's like Washington though, right? They said we're not going to use the Redskins. Yeah. We're just going to be, uh, we're going to be the, uh, we're going to be the Cleveland ball players. How about that then? Right? Yeah. You happy? Yeah. Yeah. The Cleveland baseballs. There you go. Done. Okay? You happy now? This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Is it true that SNL, that they're going to start doing their show again? Like from the studio? Yeah, I read that. But audience free, right? Yeah. They're, they're slowly opening 30 Rock because Fallon's already back there. Well, like, isn't New York still like somewhat of a mess? It is. But they're... I mean, they've allowed certain things to happen. And it's America is a very different place. It's you get a whole thing with lawyers and judges overturning governor's decisions and everything. It's just it's a much different vibe down there when it comes to COVID than it is up here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So the story is that they want to go back, plan to go back. You never know until it actually happens. I wonder if they're still going to invite like celebrities to be. I don't think so. I think it'll to just. To be hosts. Yeah, I don't know. Guests. Yeah, I don't know how that would work. I mean, musical guests you can still do from home because you've seen it before. Where oh, people yeah. Are, they perfect know, that now. Yeah, they perfect That's easy. You're right. Um, but without an audience, I don't know how interested I am. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I would watch it once. Would they use a laugh track? Because we know that with baseball, they're putting fan noises in mm -hmm. because they realize that you sort of just need that. You need that noise. But watching something like SNL without laughing, I don't know how funny it would be. I guess it would just be like watching old like 80 sitcoms where they would have the laugh track. But no, right? but so what I'm saying is do they use a laugh track or do they not use a laugh track? I would say they have to. I would also say they have to. As much as I dislike laugh tracks, yeah. you need something. I would you say because something. I think that the the people, the performers on SNL, the actors and actresses, they need to hear that in order to get to the next joke. But they won't hear it while they're doing it. Laugh track isn't done live. Oh, it's not? No. I mean, but I guess it would have to be because it's SNL. Yeah. Would they do the show live though? I didn't know if they were going to do the show live. I think they just may go in and tape some stuff. 
Just I don't know. Yeah, skits. I don't know if they're going to shoot the show. I don't know if they're going to shoot the show live. They, you know what? They may actually. You're right. To have that many people in that small space, or yeah, as big of a space that they that they have, they may actually have to go in and like film each skit separately yeah, yeah, to minimize the amount of people that are there. Well, I don't know what the sort of social distancing mandate is in New York right now or, or what they would, in fact, mandate above and beyond what is already in place. But those skits on those stages, like you're in close proximity to people. And you can't bubble your entire cast for the season of SNL. So that's yeah. not going to happen. So I don't know what you do. I don't know, but you have to try. I mean, they have to try. You know, yeah. Fallon's show is, I don't have a lot of interest in watching a late night show where there's no audience. Mm-hmm. It's it's very morose and Jimmy Fallon, you know, especially somebody like Jimmy Fallon where his entire brand and world is just upbeat, uplifting, sort of frivolous fun and I And you need that fan interaction yeah, too. And I can't watch a serious Jimmy Fallon. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't watch Jimmy Fallon talking about, you know, dark times. Yeah. I, it's, I have no interest we'll have in that. We'll to see what happens then yeah, with SNL yeah, yeah. if they plan on going back. Yeah. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How you feeling, bro? Good, man. What's going on with the Blue Jays? Ain't got no home? <laughs> yeah. What happened? Pittsburgh was like... Nah. Um, so that thing we talked about? Yeah. That's not going to... It's probably not a good idea. Well, because yeah, you're dealing with... It's not even just like like the the city and the, the, the league and everybody else may be on board, but you have certain cities in America right now that are being asked to increase precautions. Mm-hmm. And because Pittsburgh, you see the case Pittsburgh, numbers going up. Pittsburgh was one of those cities. They, yeah. they, they announced 11 cities where they have to increase precautions. And you can't double up on the amount of people who are traveling in and out of the city when it comes to ball teams. Yeah. So now it's still on the table as Buffalo. Still on the table as Dunedin. Well, they're talking Baltimore too still. And now yeah. Baltimore. Yeah. But Dunedin... Obviously, nobody wants to go there. No. Like, nobody wants no, to go there. No. So, like, just stop mentioning Dunedin. No. Right? No. So, when's the first game? Wednesday, right? Yes. Less than a week away? You their got first six home days game. to their figure it out. The, the other, Quote, yeah, sorry. The, yeah, they actually kick off their season tomorrow yeah. in Tampa Bay. Yeah. Um, but the other talk is that if <laughs> by Wednesday, the Jays cannot find a home field somewhere in the States that their entire (laughs) 60-game season will be played on the road. Every game will be an away game. There will be no such thing as a Jays home game. game, Yeah. Every game will be an away game. Jeez, the Toronto Hobos. You gotta change the name. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's so true. Oof. Yeah. Well, I don't Oof. listen. What are you? What are you gonna do? I don't know. God, that would be a crazy schedule. Like, if that's your last resort, what are you gonna do? You can't do anything about it. No. You want to play? So play. Yeah. yeah. Away. And I guess every other team will have the, that amount of extra home games. Yes. You know, for like those weekends where you know the Yankees are in town and they do you know three games on a Thursday, some Saturday, Sunday. Like, some some of the series are like four games. Yeah. Actually, I don't know if this season they'll do like four game series no, or not. No, but no, 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 no. Wow. Yeah. On so. the road, the whole season as an option, huh? Yeah. Jeez. But you got six days. Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> well, not, there's not much to do, right? Nobody there's wants not, you. No. God. Which I understand. Yeah. 
That's tough, though, man. That's tough. And then what happens if you if you've decided on a city, and then all of a sudden, you know, COVID starts really ramping up in and around that city, and they say, okay, what can we cut back on? Well, let's kick the chase out. Like, there's a possibility that they could start somewhere in like Buffalo or in Baltimore, and it, they may not end there. No. They may get kicked out. They may be asked, <laughs> okay, now, from this point on, yeah. you will, every game will be an away game. Yeah. So you're back to square one again. Oh my God, what a mess. Anyway. What a mess. Uh, go Jays, go. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. I know we have to do the news and everything, mm-hmm. but I just have to say this. Okay. The one thing that I'm so disappointed in. In me? Not in you. Oh. In like with coronavirus and like having to socially distance. Yes. Is that on days like today mm. where my back is killing me <laughs> and I need a good adjustment. Yep. A back cracking, which I would usually ask you for. Yes. I can't because we got to stay stay apart from one I another. I know. I know. I know. And that, that's, that sucks, man. That's the new world though. I don't know when I'm going to crack your back again. <sighs> Touch anyway. you, wrap my arms around you, lift you up. Feels so good. I know. It feels great. <laughs> hey, right. hey, Mocha, you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. A Roz and Mocha show and Kiss 92.5 news break. John Tortorella coached the Columbus Blue Jackets and like a hero of mine. I love this guy. Uh, they asked him how he felt because he's got a notorious mouth on him. Uh-huh. Hothead. They asked him how he felt about playing and being mic'd up in an arena during a game where everybody can hear everything you say, including the profanity. My microphones on the ice might pick up in terms of language for viewers at home. I, I really don't give a quite honestly, so... Uh... <laughs> That's a very torts response. Yo, that, that first round between Columbus and Toronto, oh. that starts on August 2nd, it's going to be wild, I can't wait. Uh, Dwight Howard says that somebody in the NBA bubble snitched on him for not wearing a mask. I guess there's a snitch line. Right? <laughs> and you know when it's, it's going to be so interesting to see the amount of uh, people snitching once, you know, we're down to like four teams. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, uh-huh. Everyone. Everyone. Uh, yeah. Hey, this is LeBron. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then the next phone call is, let me tell you about LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's from a teammate. So this was uh, this was Dwight Howard on uh, on social. Who being a rat? Well, I don't know. Somebody done told on me, man. <laughs> Somebody told on me. I had my mask on when I was walking outside by myself. <laughs> so somebody inside the bubble snitched on him for not wearing a mask. Well, wear a mask. Easy. Uh, Yahoo Sports reports that the NBA has already sent uh, Sacramento's, uh, how do you say this guy's name? Rashawn Holmes? Yeah. Uh, and Miami Heat's Jimmy Butler back into quarantine for breaking the rules because somebody snitched on those two guys, guys too. Guys, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love a snitch line. It's so good. Ellen producers are responding after former employees claim that they experienced a toxic work environment. I don't know if... Damn. Quarantine and working from home and this whole thing has worked out worse for anybody in show business than it has for Ellen. Yeah. As soon as this went down, people just like went started to go in on Ellen. It was really, really wild. Everybody else was like, oh my God, everything is so fun in quarantine. And everybody just decided to pick apart Ellen. 
yeah. and just sort of take the, the veil like off her. They all had a group chat going. Yeah. And said, so, okay, my turn, my turn, my turn. Yeah. Uh, her bosses, uh, the exec producers on the show, uh, responded to the toxic work environment of the show. Exec producers Ed Glavin, uh, Mary Connolly, and Andy Lassner told E! that they were taking these claims very seriously, adding in a statement that we're truly heartbroken and sorry to learn that even one person in our production family has had a negative experience. It's not who we are and not who we strive to be and not the mission Ellen has set out for us. And then they go on to cover for Ellen by saying, for the record, the day-to-day responsibility of The Ellen Show is completely on us. Uh, One current and 10 former employees spoke to BuzzFeed for the piece with some saying that they were fired after taking medical leave or bereavement days to go to a funeral. And uh, and others saying that they were told to not speak to Ellen if she was ever around in the office. God, that's harsh, huh? Wow, Alan. Uh, Kanye had a full-on meltdown yesterday. So he was at a quote-unquote campaign rally uh, to get on the South Carolina ballot. But really, it was more of promoting his new album, which he then announced with a track list and then deleted the tweet. The album is called Donda. Donda, of course, uh, Kanye's um, late mom. One of the things that Kanye had said and then we'll get into the rest of it, was that he has an IQ of 132 and that his brain is too big for his head. So that's, uh, and it was full of Kanye stands, right? And nobody had a microphone on him. And he's standing there in a bulletproof vest with security written on the front of it. It was so, the whole thing thing was just so ill-conceived. But what's making the news is uh, two things. One, his comments on uh, Harriet Tubman. He said that uh, Harriet Tubman never actually freed the slaves. She just had them work for other white people. And then he gets into abortion and Planned Parenthood. And he goes, let me get into Planned Parenthood. My girlfriend called me screaming, crying. I'm a rapper. And she said, I'm pregnant. She was crying. Talking about Kim Kardashian. Uh, Kanye goes on to say that um, he contemplated, or I guess they discussed abortion. And then he said that God intervened. And he was in Paris. And his screen on his computer went black and white. And he said, and God said, if you F with my vision, I will F with yours. He said, and then I called my girlfriend and I said, we're going to have this child. Even if my wife were to divorce me after this speech, she brought North into this world when I did not want to. And then he yelled, she had the pills in her hand. And he broke down in tears and yelled, I almost killed my daughter. Now, whoa. Yeah. Now that's something you just don't discuss. Not at all. Right. One, because, you know, you you have a daughter and she's going to hear this. Yeah. And he talked about how his dad wanted to abort him, but his mom stepped in and said no. And then she had him and then he became Kanye, of course. Um, but one, his mom's dead. His dad's still alive listening to this. And also his daughter is going to hear this and be told about this. And, uh, and, and also the privacy of Kim and that whole conversation that they would have had yeah. is not something that you use to one campaign on and two sell a record because that's really what this is looking like it is is an opportunity to promote an album you know he's sleeping on the couch this week right <sighs> bro this is like and everybody you listen to these you watch these clips and everybody's like oh my god we love you we love you it's all it's crazy to me yeah i don't think okay so all these people that are screaming out in support of him yeah i don't even think that they're really listening to his words they're just 
happy to be there, no, like in the presence of Kanye. I'm telling you, go back and watch this because even when he was at, even when he was going off on some whack stuff, they would. He was like starting to cry and he's trembling. They would wait for him to pause and then they were like we love you man you got this Kanye you got this like they were in there wow they were in there this is like I don't know this is what happens when somebody is people around them that does nothing but praise them yeah 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 it's a problem it's a problem Kim's got to fix this uh, and then Trey Songs um, came out blasting Kanye West said uh, ye you in the way of progress for real how you turn this goofy from who you are. I'm so confused. Whoever got his number need to call him. So that was from Trey Songs. Uh, Walmart Canada is investing $3.5 billion over five years, uh, notably on technology. So the so Walmart says that the investment will create hundreds of construction jobs. What they're going to do is $3.5 billion over the next five years to improve service in stores and on the web and renovate 150 stores wow. and build two new distribution centers. Uh, future technology, techno, techno, technology innovations uh, include the use of payment on mobile devices so that customers can pay for purchases anywhere in the store. Oh, wow. So you're just walking through Walmart, you get your phone, you scan the item, you've paid for it, you can just leave the store. That's like what the, uh, I don't know if you've used the app at the Apple store, but you can do that in there. Like if you walk up to like, like you need a charger, right? And you walk up to the wall, I just take my phone and I scan the barcode and it charges my account and I walk right out. I don't have to talk to anybody. Where was it that had the grocery carts that had that machine right there on the handle? So uh, as you put stuff in your cart, you just scan it was it like an Amazon? An Amazon no, it was grocery somewhere store here in there was, Seattle. They no, were testing it. No, there was somewhere here. Whole Foods. That, I bet. I bet you it yeah, was Whole Foods. Yeah, exactly. You're right. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. It was <laughs> probably. I bet you. Uh, police warn. Uh, was it? Sobies. Sobies. Uh, the NBA says that they have. No positive tests after testing 346 players for coronavirus inside the Orlando bubble. All right. So now we're starting clean. Here we go. Okay. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's fresh. Everyone's fresh. Hit restart. Let's Bam. see how long this lasts. <laughs> uh, the NBA and Players Union both announced that uh, none of the 346 players in the Orlando bubble uh, were tested for the coronavirus since ju- that were tested for the coronavirus since July 13th have tested positive. Uh, this is the second week of testing with two players initially testing positive when results were announced on July 13th. The league also announced the rosters for all 22 teams competing in the rebooted season at the Florida Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, games are set to resume July 30th. When is that? Next week? That's next Thursday. Next Thursday. But the Raptors play two days later on August okay. 1st. Okay. Oh, I can't okay. wait. Okay. I can't wait. Okay. Go Raptors, go. Okay, okay. We're all good with that. Uh, Nick Minaj is pregnant. Yay, girl. There you go. The picture was kind of cool, too. Which one? She, like... Did you see Instagram yesterday? Yeah, it was wild. It was, like, all Nikki. Yeah. She did a huge photo shoot. Um, The theatrical release for Chris Nolan's Tenant is delayed again. Come on. I'm telling you, man. Hold on. Yeah. Delayed from... Because the last time it was... August 12th. Yeah, we just talked about this last week. Yeah. Oh, no, because you said yes. last week, yes. there's no way this movie's coming out August 12th. Exactly, yeah. Okay. And so it is, delayed, it is delayed now uh, indefinitely. And what they may... Oh, what is that? What they may wind up doing... <laughs> yeah, January, February, February March, April, April, May, indefinitely June, July, August. <laughs> um, uh, 
so what they may wind up doing is because other parts of the world have started opening up theaters because America is such a mess, they actually may release Tenet overseas first before they release it in North America. This was supposed to be the movie that signaled the sort of end to a lot of the madness. This was supposed to be the movie that put theaters back in business. Because they this knew was, it was the reset movie. This was the reset movie, exactly, and uh, and they just keep delaying it and delaying it and delaying. So it. they're going to release it overseas. Yeah, and then who knows when in North America? I mean, yeah, indefinitely. <laughs> I mean, if you know people who know websites, yeah, exactly. Well, hey now, <laughs> interesting study on social media the vileness of social media and the people who use it. So the question has always. Is the world gone mad and is social media an actual reflection of humanity? And the answer to that, according to a new study, is no. And oh. it's fascinating. So they studied. I was going to say yes. No. They studied 400, over 400 university students and tracked their usage on two top social platforms. Uh, these are people between the ages of 18 and 24. They tracked them on Snapchat and on Facebook. And researchers found that users displaying addictive behavior were also more likely to be motivated to be cruel and callous and to use others for personal gain. Quote Our results demonstrate that individuals who have a greater preference for these types of rewards display greater problematic uses on both platforms. They go on to say, they also note, that these traits are also associated with narcissism and psychopathy and have previously been correlated with addictive internet use. So they write that social media sites unwittingly, quote, cater to people who seek rewards from being cruel, such as through cyberbullying or various aggressive online behavior. So... Does social media create these people? The answer to that is no. Does it reflect the attitudes of most people off social media? The answer to that is also no. What it shows is that people are who are generally cruel and bullies flock to social media for the satisfaction and the rewards that come with being awful. So there you go. It's still not right. No, it's not right, but social media gives them the platform, but it is not a reflection of the greater sort of world as a whole. And you got rid of Twitter and Facebook. I did. Because of... Because it's a cruel place. Yeah, exactly. You're not the type of person who enjoys that. No, it's heartbreaking. And social media is populated by people who actually enjoy it. Yeah. I used to love Twitter. Yeah. Now I hate it. Yeah. Grey's Anatomy will tackle the coronavirus pandemic in season 17. Executive producer Chris Vernoff says that the show has a, quote, opportunity and responsibility to explore how the coronavirus pandemic affects frontline healthcare workers. I think this is a mistake. Why? I'm going to go on record saying that. Hmm. Mark the date, everyone. Why? Because I, th- I don't think that you can do coronavirus on a show like Grey's Anatomy and mix the world of fantasy with the world of reality. Because if you're going to do coronavirus on Grey's Anatomy, every single scene in that hospital, every actor needs to be wearing a mask. Oh, yeah. And I don't think you can shoot a show like that. They might. They shouldn't. But they might. But they might. Exactly. I don't think, because I don't think you can do half coronavirus if you're doing Grey's Anatomy. I don't think you can do a couple episodes. 
Well, that was going to be my because question. Because then what happens for the rest of the season? Are they going to cure coronavirus on Grey's Anatomy? Like, do they do one episode and then everything else is like back to quote unquote normal? Like, can you do? Or do you do a full season? I think the answer it is a to fictional. this is a full season. It is a fictional show, right? I know, but they're ta- they're taking on something that is just so real for everybody. But I know they want to be relatable. But why can't they cure coronavirus on Grey's Anatomy? <sighs> it's, it's tough. It's tough because if you're shooting a show in a hospital, every single like you you can't you can no longer do these scenes where people are coming in and, and having these conversations with their loved ones. And sneaking or, into or the sneaking into the room, room closet. Yeah. Making like, out. You can't do that, right? I think, and I think if they're going down this road, they have to do it for a full season. That's, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, so Kanye up late tweeting and deleting again. Oh, no. Uh, so first off, according to The Sun in the UK... They report that Kim and Kanye have been living apart for quite some time because they were, quote, at each other's throats with daily dust-ups during lockout. Mm. And uh, last night, Kanye said that he's been trying to divorce Kim. This is what he tweeted. He said that on Twitter? Yeah, he said, I've been trying to get divorced since Kim met with Meek at the Waldorf for prison reform. Meek is my man and was respectful. And then he goes on to say, that's my dog. Kim was out of line. For what? I guess just meeting with Meek in a hotel room because you don't do that regardless of what you're talking about. So he doesn't trust either of them? No, he said Meek was respectful, but Kim was at a line. He doesn't trust his wife? Yes, that you just don't do that regardless. He then went on to talk about Kris Jenner calling her Kris John Un. (laughs) Oh my God, are you serious? (laughs) Saying that that they were attempting to force him into psychiatric treatments, writing, uh, they tried to fly fly in with two doctors to 5150 me, uh, referring to the California Welfare Code. This is people who may be a danger to themselves can be placed on an involuntary hold. Mm. He then says, Chris and Kim put out a statement without my approval. That's not what a wife should do. White supremacy. Oh, boy. And then he made some reference to Chris can call him unless she's too busy planning one of her daughter's Playboy shoots or something like that. I don't know. Yeezy, come on, dog. Uh, There was also a report yesterday that Kanye did, in fact, turn in enough signatures by the deadline to get on the presidential ballot in Illinois. Well, though, that's not going to happen. Getting that hometown love. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And Dave Chappelle flew out. I guess Dave Chappelle was concerned for Kanye's well-being. And then so he flew out to Wyoming, and they did a video together where Kanye was just asking Dave to sort of lighten the mood a little bit. Please just make us smile. The world needs some joy. Some smile. Yeah, we need a smile. Brotherhood is real. Love is real. Wait a second, I'm still not smiling, bro. I like, <laughs> I'm trying to think of a We need some kind of some joke, something like just something to like lift our spirits. I'm still on my first couple coffee. Hey, all right, let me think of a good joke. And then he leaves? Yeah, and then he just, yeah. And now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. You guys ready to answer some questions? Yes, yes. <laughs> so funny. I was in the middle of asking Roz if his feet get cold because he's wearing sandals. I'm wearing flip-flops, not sandals, weirdo. <laughs> There's a difference, you know. Oh, and I'm the weirdo. Yeah, can't wear sandals to work. All right. Hey, Dallas. <clears throat> How's it going, Mocha? Good, buddy. How are you? Yeah, how are you, Roz? 
Good, man. What's going on? Welcome to the Razamoga Show podcast. What is your question? What is the saddest movie or TV show that you've ever watched? Ooh. Damn, bro. Well, do you have an answer? Uh, Marley and Me. Marley and Me. You know, I never S- watched that. Sad movie. Yeah, too sad. Yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> it's interesting because... Every time. Yeah, because there's a difference between like sad movies and a movie that culminates in one incredible moment of sadness, right? Yeah. E.T. is not necessarily a sad movie. But the, the the journey to get you to that moment in E.T. where they have the house under lockdown and Elliot's losing his mind when he sees E.T. going pale, that is an incredibly sad moment when he thinks that E.T. is dying, right? So would you put E.T. on the list of like the saddest movies of all time? Because I that movie hit me and I still, the end of Forrest Gump. Oh. When Forrest is in the room with Jenny. Ooh. Forrest Gump in itself is not a sad movie. No. But that journey to get Forrest to that one scene busts you up. So for me, it's Forrest Gump. Yeah. And also, The Blind Side. The Blind Side? I love that movie so much. <laughs> you think it's sad, though? <laughs> There's like moments where I feel bad for Big Mike, man. Michael? <laughs> yeah, Michael? Um, Would you so like to for, live with us, Michael? For TV shows, there are sad episodes in shows. Sure, that's like fine. Like in Friends, when, you know, Ross really wanted Rachel to leave the airport, and he hears the voicemail, and she's like, but I, she's still on the airplane, and she, did she ever leave? And then he turns around. No, and did she get like, off? Did she get off the plane? Did she get off the plane? And he turns around and she's at the door and she goes, I got off the plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, that gets me every time. But so, I was going to say A League of Their Own is one of the saddest movies I've ever watched. What made that sad? What was it? Just at the very end when there's the reunion, they're all older and you right. find out that some people are didn't make it. And well, then they start singing that song. Oh, do you guys right, remember that right, movie, right. Uh, Rudy? Yeah, Rudy. Yeah. When he gets a jacket at the Rudy, end, spoiler Rudy, Rudy alert. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> See, yeah. That movie right there. I thought Mocha was going, oh, because he agreed with me about A League of Their Own. No, <laughs> no, no. I'll tell you, but for me, for me, the scene in Rudy, and we can, I mean, we can talk about Rudy. The scene in Rudy, okay, that is the saddest scene is it's not when they carry him off the field. It's when he reads the letter and he's sitting on the bench and he oh. breaks down. He bra- he breaks down on the bench. To me, that's the scene in Rudy that gets me. It's not the the sort of a big moment at the end where they carry him off. It's when he gets the letter and he's alone on the bench and he just has this breakdown. Yeah. So good. It was so good. But like a movie like Blue Valentine is a sad movie, just be- beginning to end. Yeah. Um, Notebook has its moments in it. Um, Brokeback Mountain is another incredibly sad movie from you know from top to bottom. Oh, there's just so many movies recently about like. Cancer, uh, but Up is incredibly. Oh my sad. god! Yeah, right. Toy Story. Oh. Toy Story Two is incredibly sad. <laughs> yeah, um, I watched that other one. What's that other animated movie that came out not that long ago with, with the two brothers who? Oh, um, uh, Outbound. Outbound or Outward or whatever Outward? it was. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that movie is incredibly is sad. It sad. Yeah, it's incredibly sad. Don't watch it. It's not worth it. Oh wow! Um, so it's, on, it, it's like uh, the top banner on yeah, Disney Plus right yeah, now when you open up the app. No, it's incredibly sad though. Like all those, all those movies are. But I wind up feeling like when you ask me what the saddest movies are, I'm like, I'm like you, Mocha, where it's not necessarily a sad movie, but it is an incredible movie that brings you to one point where 
that one moment is so sad that it lasts forever, like Forrest Gump. Oh, the, with the scene with Jenny saving Mr. Banks. Which one's that? The making of Mary Poppins. And at the end of the movie, because she really didn't want Walt Disney to make that movie. Right. She was fighting and fighting and fighting. And at the very end, you, she goes to the premiere. Un, like She really didn't want to go, but she mm-hmm. goes and then you're watching her watch the movie and she starts crying because she realized that they made an amazing movie. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then yeah. there are two episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air that get me every two. single time. Yeah. There's two serious episodes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm about to say, Dallas? I, I, I think I know one of them. I know one of them. Which one? Uh, the one where uh, Will's dad leaves. Bingo. Yeah. Okay. That one with, but with Will's dad. what's the other one, though? And then the other one is when Carlton, or sorry, Will gave Carlton these pills so that he could, it was kind of like the Saved by the Bell episode when Jesse was taking speed <laughs> yeah, so she could yeah. stay up and study. Yeah. So a similar episode. And Carlton ended up, uh, I believe, in the hospital. Oh. And Will starts crying at the end because he was like, I'm really sorry. Like, I never meant for any of this to happen. Mm-hmm. And just seeing Will Smith, like, react that way and just, like, all that emotion. Yeah. Oh, man, that episode gets me. Uh, a Marriage Story with Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver that's on Netflix is incredibly sad. That's another movie that's top to bottom sad. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's incredibly sad. And the season, like the series finale of Golden Girls. What happened at the series finale of Golden Girls? They were all moving out or whatever, but then I think they broke script and Blanche keeps running back in and Rose keeps hugging her, but then she keeps coming in from different directions and Rose then starts looking, where's she going to come from next? Right. Oh, wow. Mm. Niagara Falls. Yeah. <laughs> you, the other movie ever, that gets have me. Have you ever noticed Maury has four things? I know. Right? Maury has four things. Like if you if you said to Maury, "Hey, what's the what's the greatest comedy of all time?" Oh, the the uh, Golden Girls. Okay. What's what's what show? What uh, TV show is the best theme song from all time? Golden Girls. What's the funniest show of all time? Golden Girls. What's the best show of all time? Golden Girls. What's the saddest show of all time? Oh, Golden Girls. Okay. See, there you, you know what I mean. <laughs> like he has like he has like four things. The other movie that uh, gets me. Yeah. And I've only watched it once, and it's great. Yeah. And I can't bring myself to watch it anymore, oh, or wow. beyond that first time. Yeah. And I wanted to watch it again. Yeah. Was forty two. Really? Huh. And that was only a few years ago. Oh, yeah, the Jackie Robinson one. That's the- <laughs> yeah. That's the movie where I realized how bad they had oh, it. In don't, you, don't, don't you remember? <laughs> don't you remember when was it? Was it? Did you did you say that during an interview? Did you say that on the show? On the show. You said on the show. What? We were talking about 42, uh-huh. right? <laughs> and Maury got super emotional about it because he really did love the movie. And Maury said, and it made me realize how black how bad black people had it in baseball. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, but also everywhere else in the world. Yeah. But to Maury, it was life. like, oh my God, I can't believe how bad they had it in baseball. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that movie gets me. Does it really? Huh? Yeah, it's all the racism stuff, all the racial no, stuff. That stuff's hard. It, it is. That stuff is is difficult to difficult to watch because it's it's recent history. You know, mm. it's not that it's not that long ago. Like I think my dad was probably still in high school before black people could vote. You know what I mean? Like really? it's not that it's not that long ago. Yeah, I'm gonna add one more. Yeah, and I'm not trying to be funny. I'm serious. It's a sad movie. Okay, New Year's Eve. Oh, shut up. Because, What's no, New Year's Eve? It's the worst movie Eve. ever. No, because the dad dies at the end. And then Spoiler she, alert. What if I wanted to watch that? But I'm he never going to the, watch New Year's Eve. He made it to the roof one last time uh, to see the ball drop. Huh? 
yeah. the roof of the hospital to watch the ball drop in Times Square. You could see the ball from the hospital. Yeah. And I guess it was the cold air or something that really. <laughs> yeah, okay, it's a stupid movie. It's the I've worst never movie heard of this ever. movie. It's in the my entire worst. Life. Zach Efron, it's, Robert De Niro it's the plays the dad. Worst movie ever. Ro- Robert De Niro dies. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Hey, I watched another Zach Efron, Robert De Niro movie the other day. Which one? Bad, Dirty Grandpa. Oh yeah. Where he puts his wiener in his face. Did you see this movie? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Dallas, thanks so much, bro. Oh, hey, can you get that? Who's my favorite? Between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite? Oh, hands down, Roz. Oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Roz, Every single know, time. Roz got scared for a second. <laughs> you took that long pause, Dallas. I swear. I know. Roz I thought I was about to get roasted. Every time somebody pauses, I get, I get roasted. <laughs> thanks, Dallas. <laughs> All right, see you guys later. Later. All right, Aaron asks, would you rather eat no candy at Halloween or eat no turkey at Thanksgiving? No candy. I'm going to say no candy. No candy. You can't beat a good turkey. No, no candy. Don't even eat candy. Jenny says, uh, if you had unlimited space to store it (sighs) and an endless amount of money to buy it, what thing would you constantly buy because you just love it? (laughs) Damn more. Off the top of my head, I want to say popcorn. Twinks. Sorry. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can't buy Twinks. No, you can rent them. <laughs> I, I thought you said Twinkies. No. no. <laughs> um, what were you going to say? Popcorn? Yeah, but... It does take up a lot of space, though. You're right. Popcorn <laughs> does take up a lot of space. Wow. If you had unlimited money and unlimited Ooh. space, though, you would spend it on popcorn? Or puppies. <laughs> Puppies. <laughs> puppies. 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 Oh, puppies. What's the matter with your ears today? <laughs> Clean them out, bro. <laughs> puppies. Oh, that's a good one. And then would you just not let them grow up? You would just sell them before they grew up? You yeah, just, and you get new puppies. But I think you would mess with You'd have to walk them all. You would Ooh. be you would be the um, the Joe Exotic of the puppy world. You know that, right? <laughs> oh, I love You would get rid of them of as soon as they started to grow up. In that little ass condo? No, if he had unlimited space. Oh, yeah, I yeah, guess. Unlimited, unlimited, space. unlimited space and unlimited money. Maury yeah. would spend it all on puppies. That's a good one. That's a good, you, would, you would never be in a bad mood. You would never be in a bad mood. you get no sleep. No. <laughs> My automatic answer is always going to be like ball caps and sneakers. Really, huh? Yeah. Have you yeah. gotten the ultimate ball cap yet? What do you mean? Like, is there the one where you finally have that ball cap that you've always wanted? Or are you still on the search, the hunt? For the best ball yeah, cap. Yeah, I don't know if I have the perfect. There's like caps that I, I wanted. Mm-hmm. There is, and it was released, I don't know, four years or five years ago maybe. There is an OVO ball cap, mm-hmm. right? A Drake mm-hmm. OVO. It's got the, the uh, owl logo on it, mm-hmm. but it's like a New York Yankee blue cap that he had sold only in the New York store. Right. And I remember Shem actually went to... New York to that store and like FaceTime me from the store because he was trying to find the, the oh, cap for snap, me yeah. and it was like sold out. You know, and you can't find them online or anything no. like that? Drake's in the candle no. business now. Yeah. He's like giving uh, candles with like what it is like handwriting on the front of it to all like these celebrities and Telling athletes. You, are, you ups- are, you, are you upset that you didn't get one? Well, I want to at least know what it smells like or yeah, I, I really want a candle. I was making candles for a while. I still make candles. Really? Yeah. Like scented ones? Yeah. They're great. No. Yeah. I gave Maury one. Did yeah, I give you a candle? Yeah, I you did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I gave Maury a candle. What did it smell like? It was really nice. The one you gave me was, I wanted, it's not, uh, no. it was flowery, but it wasn't like know. a patchouli maybe, or lavender. I don't know. Maybe like, um, maybe like dragon fruit, maybe something like that. Oh, oh yeah. Fruit. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I, I, we love making candles. Catherine and I make candles all the time. 
Do you, does the candles. wax come like as a liquid and then you sort of... No, it comes in a giant bag. Like this, it's, it comes in like a 60-pound bag of just wax flakes. Yeah. And to make a candle, you have... We have a hot plate and metal containers and thermometers that go in them. And you have to heat, depending on what kind of wax you're using, uh, you have to heat the wax to a certain very specific temperature. And then you have to let it cool a certain percentage of that temperature if you're going to put in any essential oils or scenting agents. And then you have to bring it back up and then you have to let it cool to the exact right temperature and then that's when you pour. Damn. Otherwise, you'll you'll get like pooling, you'll get pooling and pooling and everything else, right? So making candles is extremely frustrating because once you make a candle, you have to let it sit for two weeks before you can light it, and then so if you do a batch of candles and you think that you have your recipe right, and you think that you've let everything sit for the right amount of time, and that your temperatures were perfect, and then you get to the end of two weeks and you're like, let's try one of these candles, and you light it, and if it starts pooling, so pooling means that um, if you have a round candle that's like this, and you light the wick that it only starts to burn in the middle and just keeps just going around down. the way. It, does, it doesn't burn evenly throughout, oh. throughout the top, right? And then if so, if you get a candle that's pooling, most likely all of them are going to pool. So if you just did 20 candles, oh, no. two weeks later, you realize they're pretty much ruined. So you have to dig them out and you can melt them back down again and then try and repour and try and repour. It's a lot of work. Like it's, there's a science to candles. Yeah. And I quite, I really enjoy making candles. You should, well, why don't you set up like an online store? Dude, come on, please. What? Seriously? Yeah, it's Why not? too much. It's too much work. I'd order one for like, you. Like I need something else in my life. Uh, yeah, I may get back into it though. It's over the winter. I may get back into really making candles. Do you have candles. an Etsy store? No, but I, it's, it would be very easy to do. But I had like, I have boxes, like little, like the like these cool little candle boxes. Yeah. And I have milk glass, um, really pretty milk glass containers. And I bought really, really good wicks. Like we have fantastic wicks for them. But I may, in the winter, I may get back into candle yeah, making again. I'll yeah. buy one from I you. Do, I do lawn stuff in the summer and candle stuff in the winter. Do you have a name for your business? No. Oh. Waxy Rosy? No, shut up. <laughs> Waxy Rosie. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go back to the hats thing? I'm there's there was an ultimate hat that I wanted when I was younger, but it was too expensive. My dad wouldn't get it for me. It's when the, the Roger Center Sky Dome first opened. Yeah. They had a baseball hat where you would unzip and fold it and it be, and your hat was the it sky retracted? dome. It retracted? It <laughs> retracted. <laughs> hey, you know what people don't wear anymore? What? I know exactly what you're gonna say. Remember hats, like painter hats, when they had the two tails that came down yes. off the back? Oh, I, yeah. I didn't think you were going to say that. Remember when people used to wear those? Yeah. They would wear sort them out of. in public. Yes. It was like a white painter hat, but it had these two like tuxedo tails yeah. that came down to the back of it. What was the purpose of that? In the like, so they, you, your neck? Yeah, so you wouldn't get paint on your neck. So you wouldn't get paint on your neck, I guess. Yeah. yeah, people don't wear those anymore. I don't even think you can buy them anywhere, but they were like a real thing. People loved those The cool things. kids wore those in class. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh, Julia has a great question. Go. In an early episode of the podcast, Roz once said that if his dad were still alive, Maury would be his favorite. I thought that was super sweet and wanted to know why he thinks that and if any of your parents have a favorite other than you. Um, my dad loved, he had a great sense of humor and I will say that he loved, so, like, he loved dim-witted slapstick, very on-the-nose humor, uh -huh. which is what Maury peddles in. 
right? That's not so much me. I think that he would have loved this show, but I think the ridiculousness of Maury and what he's done on the show over the years, I think my dad would have loved that the best. Yeah. Yeah. Or would have made him laugh the hardest. Yes. That's so nice. So I would have been able to come over for dinner. No. <laughs> no. I would never no, say anything about no, dinner. No. Uh, Jenny asks, what is something you hate doing, but you are too particular about it to let anyone else do it? What is something I hate doing? Okay. Ross's answer is everything. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm too particular about it. Well, we had this phone call. Well, yeah, we had this question earlier, which was question number two, which is, would you rather eat no candy on Halloween or eat no turkey on Thanksgiving? I am very particular about the way that I cook a big meal for a group of people. Right. I don't want your help. Okay, and I don't want you to bring something because then I have to serve it and it's not part of and it's not part of my plan. Right. Right. So when you show up at my house, if you bring like a big dish, uh-huh. you're taking that home with you. Okay. Most likely. Good. Right? With everything in it? With everything in it. Yes. Because <laughs> I'm, it's not part of my plan. Right. And if you ask me, you know, should, you know, what should I bring? I, when people always say the same thing to me, they're like, what are you, so what are you making? What do you need us to make? What do you need us to bring? Yeah. I always say this, nothing. And I need you to listen to me very carefully. This is not a nothing, but it would also still kind of be nice if you did. This is absolutely nothing. Do not show up with anything. What about a bottle of wine? That's fine. That's fine. You yeah. can bring wine. Have you ever had anybody sit at your table? They brought something and they're like, hey, are you going to bring out those potatoes that I made? Like, has anybody ever asked why you haven't put out their dish? Uh, jeez. No, no. No, because he doesn't invite anyone over. No. I I don't have it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No. Like that one time 20 years ago someone came over? No, but everybody sort of like, uh, they they all know. Now, don't get me wrong. If I'm at somebody else's house, Uh right? I I fight Catherine all the time because she's like, oh my God, we should bring something like dessert or whatever. And I am always like, no, because we didn't ask. They may have a plan for dessert. And then all of a sudden they're going to be like, oh my God, now we got to do this. But she's always right. Like pe- people always love it and it always gets eaten and they always appreciate it, <laughs> right? But because desserts aren't my thing. Yeah. Desserts aren't my thing. But if I'm at somebody else's house, I will always ask, what do you need me to do? What's your plan? Can I be your sous chef? You need me to chop? I'll chop. You need me to do something? Whatever. I come with no ideas uh-huh. and I don't impose my sort of plan or philosophy on anybody else right just take so orders i just i jump, i'm good sure. at taking orders and being polite um which lead this is great because but Mocha, you never answered that what you never answered that question what are you so particular oh. about that you don't want anybody to help <sighs> okay making You're love recycling. to your wife oh <laughs> <laughs> very particular about that yes um no okay I don't really like it. I mean, I don't mind it, but when there's a lot of it, I like dread the day. But when I'm putting together the garbage of recycling for the next day, yes, right, yeah. But I will not let my wife do that because I know she will not take an Amazon box and like take it apart and like crush it and put it with other boxes and right. like neatly tie it together. Yeah, she'll just like toss it in the recycling bin. Yes, right. So I am very particular. Like, I have to do all of that stuff. Yes. Because I'm very efficient with all of that stuff. Same with the garbage, like making sure the garbage is tied up properly and and the the lids are on. I know. And the problem is this. When you're in that situation where you feel that way about it, right? And Jenna then just goes and throws something in the recycling bin. You can't 
correct her mistake in front of her because then it makes it seem like you're somehow demeaning her or accusing her of doing something wrong. So then it's almost like you have to go in secret and fix the problem to break down the box. Right. So when I go to uh, to the recycling bin and if I see a box has been put in there that has not been crushed, yes. I will take it out and I'll like set it to the side and I know, okay, when it comes time the night before the recycling has to go out, I'll make sure I crush that box. Right. See, it's crazy. See, I put bags in the garbage cans we have a like we have a green the green garbage then the regular garbage and then over on the other side of the kitchen we have the recycling can right mm-hmm. and i'm very particular about the way that i put bags in those units and i put them in those units so no matter how much you stuff in you're never going to lose the bag inside of it mm-hmm. right you'll never do it a janitor taught me this trick years ago and i've only and i only do this and i've showed it to Catherine. Yeah. i'm like when you're putting a bag in the thing do this put the bag in the can Wrap about three inches of the bag over the top of the can, right? Yep. Pull two ends of it to one of the sides, twist it into a tight knot, and then tuck it up underneath the underside lip and put that in the recycle bin. And then that bag is locked in there. And it doesn't matter how much stuff you stuff in it. I'm never going to have to take my hands and go into the can to go fishing for the bag. Right? Yeah. Has she ever done this? I'm going to say no. Zero times. <laughs> <laughs> Zero times. Damn it, Mori. I was going to say grocery shopping. I love going in. Give me your list. I'm going to go in. I know where everything is. I'm going to get it quickly. But when Matthew comes with me, he has to look and touch everything. Yeah. He, you know, veers from the list, has to get other things, and it takes so much longer and it drives me nuts. Right. So just give me the list. Let me go. I'll get it done super fast. Catherine, you're so right about this. So the, this is the way Catherine grocery shops. That's why I like to go to the grocery store alone. Okay, so uh, if we go to the grocery store together, I will go off and do my thing and she'll go off and do her thing. And I always say, let's just get two carts. Yeah. And then I'll meet you somewhere in the yeah. grocery store. We will line up together, empty both carts out on the thing, and then we're and then we're off. She refuses. She Why? refuses. She oh, I don't know. She refuses. So this is this is what it's like. This is what it's like shopping with Catherine. So I will take the cart and I'll start going around and I'll go and get some of this and some of this and some of this and some of this. I'm taking my time. I'm being particular. I know exactly where everything is and exactly what I'm doing. Then I'll go down one aisle and I'll turn the corner and from ten feet away, Catherine starts launching groceries in, in, into the cart: bags of chips, packs of bacon, throwing oh them across the grocery store. Right, throwing yeah. them, throwing groceries across the grocery store into the cart like, like it's, it's like, like it's football practice and breaking all the chips and breaking all the chips uh-huh. and the bacon's lying on the bread and everything gets ruined. <laughs> right, and I'm like, get a cart, <laughs> get a cart. She walks around the grocery store. She doesn't even use the hand cart. Uh-huh. She walks around the grocery store with as much she can hold in her arms. Okay? Like she's looting the place. (laughs) (laughs) And then eventually when she sees me, she just walks up and and just dumps it all in, regardless of what else I have in there. And the system you've created. Yeah, the system I've created. Thank you. So I never tell her when I'm going to the grocery store. This is what I always say. I always say I'm at Metro. Do you need anything? I'll always text her. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, the last minute. I'm like, I always say I'm at Metro. Do you need anything? Yeah, that's how we work. Jalisa, I hope I said that name right. Says this, Roz, mm. where did you learn all about cooking? YouTube, trial and error. It really amazes me how much you know about food. Uh, and also, uh, you're wrong about ketchup, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think where, that's a great question. Where did I learn about cooking? I started cooking very, very young with my mom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's sort of where I got my my love for cooking. And in when I was in junior high, we had the option of taking like a home economics class 
And there was a huge portion of that that was cooking. And back then it was the 80s. So they let you fry stuff and they let you do everything else. And we had a really great teacher. And then so throughout school, I had a really great love for cooking. And then um, I really just fell in love with the kitchen is what it was, right? I fell in love with preparation. I fell in love with flavors. I fell in love with everything else. And then you compound that with when I moved to the city, I didn't have a lot of money. And I probably lived here two or three years without ever having gone to a restaurant. And so you you had to get really good at just sort of cooking on your own. Instead of eating garbage, I wanted to eat well. And I was living with my brother and we cooked very, very well for each other. Like really, really well for each other. And now mm-hmm. it's just, I just love it. It's it's my, it's the- Does it's your the, brother cook? He does, yeah. Yeah, yeah he's well. quite good too. He's quite good. Um, but that to, that to me was, it was those three things. It was my mom- it was, I just love a kitchen and it was not having a ton of money to eat out. And then, and then, and then cooking just became cool, yeah. right? Like you, you had all the celebrity chefs started in like the early nineties and, uh, you know, Nigella and all that stuff, right? The and guy that went just, bam. Yeah. Emerald. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Emerald. All those. Yeah. And even before that, Yan Can Walk. Oh my God. Oh, Remember that guy? Oh, yes. Right? I used to watch, I used to he watch used to have Yan. all the, uh, the fun, um. T-shirts. The, the, the aprons. on his aprons. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Walk, don't run. Yeah, all, all stuff like that. <laughs> did you watch Julia Child? Were you alive for her? No, I, I did. I did quite like Julia Child because I, I my mom was a big fan of Julia Child. But also, also, what was that guy? Was it Chef Pasquale? Yes. Chef Pasquale. Oh yeah, yeah the right? Italian dude. The Italian dude, with right? a big, uh, super long yes! chef hat. It almost yes. looked like it was a comical hat. Yeah. So, so those guys, those early sort of TV chefs, right? Yeah. Like Yan Can Walk and Chef Pasquale and all that stuff. Like I would just watch them, and I was fascinated, fascinated with it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that was sort of where I got the love for food. But I think with food, I think you either love cooking or you don't. I don't think that there's a middle ground. Catherine hates cooking. You should have been she the hates it. She hates really? cooking. Yeah. You should have been the food guy on Queer Eye. You would have made better stuff than Anthony. Oh, there you go. But don't you have to be gay? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. <laughs> uh, Alan says, uh, using traits and characteristics from everyone on the show, mm. Braz, Mocha, Dammit Mori, and Shem, mm-hmm. build the ultimate male specimen. Oh, Shem, come on in here. For example... This is what Alan says. Oh. I would start with Roz's height and hair, along with Mocha's laugh and beard. Mix in Shem's pearly whites and singing voice and add in a little of Maury's nothing and boom. Ryan Reynolds has some competition. Did you say add in a little bit of Maury's nothing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. so wrong. Okay, 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 okay. Hold on here. So are we doing like personality traits and physical aspects? Is that the deal? Yeah, I or guess. Or are we just doing all physical? Well, <sighs> what did they say? Read it to me again. So Alan said for him, he yeah. would start with Roz's hair yeah. and height. Okay. Well, he said traits and characteristics too. And then yeah. my laugh and my beard. Okay. And then Shem's pearly whites, his teeth. Okay. And Shem's singing voice. Okay. And then uh, a, just a little bit of Maury's nothing. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry, Maury. We'll get you in here. We'll get you in here. We'll, get you in here. We'll, we'll find something. Okay? We'll find, we'll find something. It's, it's interesting once you start talking about physical things uh-huh. because immediately 
I want to put like more, <laughs> not that this Don't would make the- Don't look at my nose. No, no, I know. No, because not that it would make the ultimate guy, right? Like you can do that. But I, like when I look at everybody in this room, I just start doing like Mr. Potato Head of things that would make me laugh. I would love to see <laughs> Maury's hair on Shem's complexion. <laughs> <laughs> we did that once. We face swapped, right? We face swapped It's a before. picture that'll never see the light of day. Nope. Right. We face swapped. Oh, because it looked like a hate crime. I remember Ooh. that. I remember that picture. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that picture. Okay, so hold on here. So, so yeah, interesting, interesting. This well, is. Um, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna take? I'd use Ross's hands. My hand? No, my hands are all busted and broken. The last time I, the last time I touched your hands, they were soft and warm. Oh, soft and warm. You know, what I mean? like I was. I must have been sleeping because I don't ever remember. <laughs> I don't ever remember you yeah, touching, I'm, I'm touching, my, touching my hands, right? <laughs> Accidentally in the car. <laughs> yeah, accidentally. Yeah, reaching down for his phone, he holds my hand. Oops. <laughs> but I would use Mocha's cheeks. Oh, Mocha's cheeks? cheeks. Interesting. And Mocha's eyes. Okay. But, but, but what are they going on though? But what are they? But what are they build like? Build a person here though. Oh, build so a we person. need to start with bones. Build a person. No, no. Just of what you see in the room here. <laughs> just what you see in the room. Well, I don't think that we would need to just take little bits. I would just use Mocha's face. Okay. Mocha's face on Shem's body. Okay. Or, your hair. So, mo- wait, so my hair on Mocha's face? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm with <laughs> sure. you. I'm All with right. you. Okay. Right? Right? Yeah. And even like the guy who wrote in nothing from you. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> I'm good. Cool. We got the. <laughs> interesting. This is interesting, though. I don't know. We'd have to use Roz's brain. I don't know. Brain. We're talking that. Jeez, man. <laughs> I thought we were doing like personality traits Ra- and laugh. I would say Ross's height as well. Height. I mean, I know him and I are like pretty much the same height. Yeah, okay. But uh, you're just a little bit taller. Yeah. So I would say Ross's height. Okay. I would say your height. Although at your height, you've said multiple times certain things are a little bit more difficult. Yes. To do. Yes. Right? Yes. Certain things in life are uncomfortable. You my to do. I'm perfect. How, t- how tall are you? 6'2". Six 6'2". Two. Six two. Yeah. Interesting. Stand up. Wait, but Roz is 6'2". I'm not 6'2". No, Roz is like 6'4"? Ish, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, so we'll use Shem's height. Mm-hmm. I like Shem's height. Okay. Yeah, you got to be a little, because when it's windy out, you don't want to be Roz's height. Right. Okay, so. <laughs> Still, Maury's nothing. Okay, so let's do, we have to get, we have to introduce Maury. I mean, I have here. nice fingernails. Do you want to just go with my fingernails? fingernails? <laughs> 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 no, thanks. <laughs> let's no. see. Maury's. Okay, how about my style? Your style. Hey, just tossing out some ideas. Mm, okay, no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Your <sighs> sense of style. You know what? Get Moore's legs. Moore's got some strong looking legs. These are Walker's legs. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> we all have Walker's legs. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Okay. Hold on. Maybe. So, Shem, you're saying Maury's yeah, leg? You know, Maury's got legs with the thighs. Because I have won I, I, an award for my ass. Okay. I, I said nothing of your ass. Yeah, no, but that, it sort of comes with it, though, right? I, yeah. Not in my scenario. Yeah. Does. No, no. True. True. Okay, true. Maury, so Maury's legs. All yeah. right. Oof. I don't like Maury's legs, though. No. No. Is I it because of the cyst? <laughs> 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 okay. So back to Maury's nothing. That's so gross. That's so gross. <laughs> Um, no. no, I'm going to say and the cysts. <laughs> Maury's legs are almost, they're almost V-shaped where like the thighs are <laughs> so thick and then they go down skinny to the ankles, right? It's yeah. like they're Vs. They're not like, there's no sort of curvature to them. It looks like a, like a. Yeah, but there's no like proper proportion. No, it's like a coffee table leg. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. All right, moving yeah, on. Yeah. Like okay. if you took two pylons but turned them on their ends, that's what your legs, that's what your legs look like. <laughs> okay, so we won't use Maury's legs. Okay, so. Um, let me see. Let me see your forearm. Forearms? Yeah. Not okay. know, we're stretching here. Yeah, we're stretching. Let's see. We're stretching. Your forearms. Why is one bigger than the other? <laughs> oh, I don't want to know that answer. Okay. <laughs> so, I think we all know that yeah. answer. Okay. Yeah. So, so no to Maury's forearms. No to Maury's forearms. I mean, Matthew loves my eyes. Your eyes. Yeah. But you yeah. said we're using my eyes. Yeah, but now I'm just like, why don't we just change it and use mine? Okay. okay. What about your shoulders? No, they're too hairy. Okay, so no shoulders. All right, so we'll swap out my eyes for Maury's eyes. Okay, so we'll use Maury's. We'll use the baby blues, okay? These are green. Green, sorry. <laughs> How do you not even know the color of my eyes? <laughs> Why is he supposed to? Maury, honestly, if you and I were ever together and you got kidnapped and went missing, they would never find you because I could not give an accurate description, <laughs> even having worked with you all these years. <laughs> What do you look like? You'd be gone, you'd be gone forever. Yeah. <laughs> they would never find you. Okay, so Maury's green eyes. Thank you. Okay, uh, Maury's green eyes. You said Mocha's face. I did. I really, it's very cute. It's my very hair on Mocha's, my hair hair, on yeah. Mocha's yeah. face with Shem's body. Shem's body and height. Okay, Shem's body and height. My hair, your eyes, Mocha's your brain. face, Shem's body. My brain, Mocha's laugh. My singing voice? Shem's singing voice. And my cyst? And <laughs> no, no, we're going to keep Shem's likes. Shem's yeah, likes we're going to keep likes. Shem's likes. Yeah. Because yeah. I because, don't know. No, no, no. You know why? Because we said Shem is like the, the perfect height for this scenario, right? Yes. If we put Maury's wonky legs <laughs> no. on Shem's body, then he drops down. He would look like Groot from Despicable Me. <laughs> <laughs> he has this big giant torso <laughs> and these tiny little legs. <laughs> Can someone please draw this? <laughs> so I think we got it. That sounds like a hot guy, if you ask so wait, me. So hold on, back to nothing for me? No, your eyes. Oh, right, the eyes. Yeah, okay, your, your eyes are there. Oh my your God, eyes are there. I can't. Yeah, uh, right. Atkiss925 on Instagram is where you'll find Ask Razamoka. Uh, <laughs> ask your question and we'll try our best to manage an answer for all of the, uh, the questions. And of course, get you to join us to ask your question on the phone. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.